Stand by for action. Hey everybody, buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> indeed. This might be a long one. This might be a long the, one. The yes, Until I Die podcast. We might die while we're recording. I'm of course Tom, that's Neil. Hey everybody. It was lovely yeah. to it was lovely to see you all this weekend. This is the this is the calm before the storm, or the calm after the storm, I guess, right? After yeah, the- it's pretty actually things slow down quite a bit for a while now, so I got a couple things coming up, but nothing major. But yeah, it's, it's. But I've gone to like, and I and I know you've had runs like this too. But I think I went to five shows in two weeks or something. Jesus Christ, man! I knew you. I know about a couple and it's just, of them, it's, but it's a lot. Like I can't, I can't recover. And yeah, one I didn't end up going to. Um, but yeah, now I have something coming up in a couple weeks. I'm gonna have Electric Frankenstein coming up. But after that, I, I don't really have much at all. Oh, actually, that's not true because we're Scott and I are contemplating going up to Milwaukee to see maybe. Uh, Descendants and Circle Jerks. I thought you were doing that in Detroit. No, I can't do it that Friday. It's in Detroit. Oh. I had to, okay. to make a different city work. So we were actually thinking about Indy again, but the Indy show, it's just Descendants and Get Dad. I'm like, nah. Hmm. I'm not driving for that. I mean, as much as I love the Descendants, I've seen them a bunch of times. So anyway, all right. So this this episode, Punktalidai77 at Gmail, Punktalidai Podcast. On Facebook, Punk.app Podcast Group. The group keeps growing. It does indeed. Grew another dozen or so people this weekend. Yeah, I get, it's, I get, I get notifications every day. You know, five people join the group. Six people join the group. It's well, crazy. it's funny because before it had exact numbers, it was like 997 members. But once you hit 1,000, like it won't let us know again until we hit 1,100, or at right. least in the, in the big thing. So, and I, I don't know if we're getting close to that or not, but. I think we might be closer than you think. Actually, it's been a, it's been kind of a. a once we hit a thousand, it was a, it was a wait to get to a thousand, but now it appears like we're we're in one Ooh. of our growth spurts again. Well, it's <laughs> funny, and because we got some really, uh, you know, before this, we got we got a couple of we got an interview that a couple of interviews actually. One of them might be after this, but we got some stuff coming that might kind of bring us to a new audience too so that's true yeah it really might we got a good interview um well you probably will have heard it by the time this goes out yeah we got we got one of those you know when we first started like the bands we wanted to talk about were kind of like the you know the older older bands and and we do talk to a few of the older bands but you end up talking to a lot of the newer bands of course shoot the bands we're talking about is newer start in the 90s most of them right now <laughs> That's true. Damn youngsters. Yeah, they're only in their forties. So I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna burn through a couple songs. Well, yeah, let me burn through a couple songs real quick before we start, Neil, and then we'll talk about. It. So Neil and I, of course, we had our big punk till I die, Joey Ramone birthday bash at Bonus Pints with our good friend Matt Swisher and uh, that whole cast and crew, and we're gonna spend a good amount of time talking about that. Yep. But we also Neil and I both went to see GBH and MDC separately myself in detroit and neil in chicago so and we really haven't much chance to compare notes on that we haven't we haven't yeah we were gonna do a show last week but then the the joey ramon birthday bash just crept up on us and we didn't have time to record so we're gonna kind of incorporate those two things into this show 
Yeah, you might be listening to this one. If if you're one of the people who listens to this on your way back and forth to work, this might last you like two weeks. Yeah, Mike Weinberg. Yeah, uh, well, not that you'll be listening to this anyway, but if you did, he, he always com- he always complains that the three hours long, it's too long, blah blah blah. But then we get people that tell us, you know, that, lots of bang, lots of bang for your buck, Mike. Yeah, yeah, that they could. I might yeah, I'm like, well, it's free. What do you want? But um, yeah, but some some people would listen to us for five hours, so it's well, that, and that's the, that's the rub, right? You get yep. people that say we can't keep up, and you got other people that say. You know, we more. can do one every day. Yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, listen, before, I, I went to a couple of shows before that GBH show. Like I said, we go to a ton of shows. One of my ones saw was Milwaukee Band Direct Hit. You know this band at all, Neil, or not really? Um, yes, I think I said at one point they were about as punk rock as, uh, I don't know, just name someone from the 80s who was in a pop band. I don't know. Uh, Duran Duran. Sure, they're about as punk rock as Duran Duran. Well, but go I, ahead. I think they're slight. I think they're slightly more punk rock than that. But I gotta say, they they attract a really young crowd. Hmm. Once like again, Duran Scott, Duran. And I were, Scott and I were the <laughs> oldest ones there. Nah, okay. Jeff might have been there. It might have been one other older guy. Cole was there, but he's a couple years younger. Now, where was that? That was at the Pyramid Scheme. Pyramid Scheme. Was on a Wednesday night. It was a decent crowd, more than a hundred, maybe one hundred twenty-five, one hundred fifty. Hmm. Maybe, maybe not quite that. Now, who were they but, playing uh, with? They're playing with a band from California called Decent Criminal. Oh, de- that's right. Yeah, Decent Criminal. Man, it, seems like, it seems like that was months ago since you told me about that. Yeah, Decent Criminal is really more of an indie, I, like I'll call them indie punk. And I don't know that I was I would listen to them at home, but I thought they were pretty good live. Indie-rific. It's funny, dude. They they closed with they closed with Nirvana, uh, Territorial Pissings. Mm. And I'm looking around going, oh, hardly anybody was born in this room other than the handful of us when the song came out, 1991. Did everybody know it, though? Were the old dancing about? Yeah, the kids seem to, seem to be seem to be in tune with Nirvana. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Direct Hit closed with uh, Cox Bar, We're Coming Back. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. And I'm like, Unexpected. well, I was barely born when that came out. <laughs> that came out so. Now, did they, did they do that? Uh, did they do it proud? Did they do it good? Yeah, it? no, it was good. Oh, cool. They, that's they're one of those bands too, where it's just like kind of like a constantly rotating cast and crew. So, although have I have I seen them? Did they play one of those? The T the T one. I wonder if they played T one or something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, they, they used to. The main guy Nick Woods used to be the organizer of Dumber Fest, which was this great one day festival in Milwaukee that we went to two of the three of. Do they have a girl so. bass player? Um, they sometimes have a girl bass player. They sometimes have a trans bass player. Oh, trans okay. I did, I did see them then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I uh, but sometimes Mora Weaver, the... Mora Weaver from the band called The Mixtapes. Remember The Mixtapes? Yeah. Yeah, I do. She was the singer also on like the on the uh, Mass Intruder. <laughs> Dude, we got all kinds of noise band. going on. Hold on a second. I can hear... <laughs> Hear people mowing the lawn on your thing, and I've got a cat yowling outside my door Ugh. online. So sorry, everybody. Anyway, you know the Masked Intruder duet? Yes. Uh, the heart shaped guitar? Yep, yep. She's the girl on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, she does a but fine the, job. But the trans girl that plays with Direct Hit has been with them, I think, quite a while now. I've seen her play with them a few times. So okay. I don't know, dude. You know. But yeah, it was definitely, like I said, a young crowd. And uh, I saw our friend's boob sweat, and they were very good, too. I was actually pretty impressed by that. If I had a good boob sweat recording, maybe I'd play that. You might have to explain boob sweat to the crowd who don't know what you're local, talking about. It's a local It's a local band. Um, used to be like all three, all female three-piece. Mm-hmm. 
but now there's only one female left, but the band has gotten quite good, actually. So a uh, little girl named Kate, little girl, she's probably like 28, she sings and plays bass, and then they have a guitar player and a drummer, and they, they, they were kind of like a novelty band, I thought, but they've actually gotten quite good. So hmm, cool. anyway, I wrote a full review of the show on my new writing home. That's good enough for me, so check it out if you want. I've been trying to keep my, my reviews a little snappier so they don't last forever, but unlike the podcast, which we're trying to just <laughs> drag out. You think we're getting paid? You think we're going to pay by the minute, right? And this was an introduction to the song, wasn't it? Yes. So anyway, <laughs> all right. This is this is uh, direct hit. We're all shame. direct hit with werewolf shame um not knowing anything about them is that off like a recent record or is that old or i think it may have been off a seven inch or something because it came off like a singles collection or something no, i mean old like 
2010. <laughs> yeah, that's recent to me, my friend. But I would say, like... They've been around for a while, right? I would, yeah, I would say I bet you Nick's, like, 40. Hmm. I mean, unlike me. Yep. You know, still oh, yeah. in his 40s. Yeah, and that's another... Yeah, haven't we passed your birthday since the last time we recorded? We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Tom. So, yeah, my birthday was the day before the Joy Ramon thing. Tom hit the big 5-0, yeah, we are, everybody. We are going back, Neil, because the next show, I'm going to play another song for real quick before we get into GBH, was on May 1st. Wow. 21 days, 21 days ago. Like, probably be like June 1st by the time you hear this. Okay, so what show was that? So this is a band, this is a show called, a band called Midnight. They're from Cleveland. It's like a one-man black metal punk kind of band one man plays, what you mean it's a he, solo he, band he records everything by himself but he has a live band oh okay gotcha yeah a guitar player and a drummer of course and he plays bass and sings thing is with these guys man i i don't know that you'd want to watch them for an hour but i think you could actually kind of appreciate them for a little bit they run around like maniacs they just play their asses off you know and like i so said the songs are like a cross between like motorhead and venom with a little bit of like mentors ish dirtiness okay sometimes like sexy sexy time Big sexy time, but Big they wear black time. hoods that cover their not only their heads but their faces. Oh wow! And they just and they run around and play maniacs, and it was it was a really cool. Uh, it was a really fun show actually. It was first my first time seeing them. They've been around for twenty years too. Now the band's called, band's called Midnight, right? Midnight, yeah, okay. which is virtually impossible to Google because there's right every cover band in in Topeka is like the Midnight Band, and it's like trying to yes, yeah, so I tried that 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 other interview we just did with a band name was Oil trying trying to Google that and find yeah, it yeah. is very very difficult. Yes, but um, so anyway, oh, yeah. So I'm going to play a song and then we'll we'll talk about GBH. So well, this is what did Midnight no, play? Just out, just out of interest, same place, Pyramid Scheme. Oh, the, how did they draw? Uh, pretty well, I'd say about 200. Jesus on a, Christ! I see. It, it always on a the, Monday the, on a Monday night, you know, Monday night. The me, the metal scene never ceases to amaze me because people do seem to be ultra loyal to uh, to metal bands, right? It's it was it's pretty weird, impressive. Too. The opening band was called Spider, like with a T, like Spider. Oh, not Spider. Okay. And the name of their album was Bathe the Babe in the Bat's Blood or something like this, right? <laughs> wow, some nice alliteration there. And the, and the singer for two songs is like, I am a fucking vampire. Oh, He's like, boy. You know, they're doing the whole thing. And and they were, I wasn't super into it. It was kind of like a venomy black metal kind of thing. I just, you know, it, I only caught the end because I was too cheap to pay to park, so I drove around the block till I found a spot. So... You know, friends, you know, you know my, the singer's name is Gus, and he's like a virgin, pimply virgin, well, right? When he, it was funny because in his real he, had like, life. he had like corpse paint on, like the white face paint. Uh-huh. And then, but between when they quit playing, you know, he's like, I am a vampire, whatever. And then between bands, he's like hugging people, they're laughing and smiling, but he's still got <laughs> corpse paint on. <laughs> Jackass. It's pretty funny. But my, I, so I didn't go with Scott to that one with my metal friends, and they loved it. A couple of them bought the record. Huh. And, uh, they loved it. And then the next band, the poor next band comes out, and they were very competent, like, metal band and clean vocals and, and like, kind of melodic and stuff. And they were real good, but they had no stage show. It was like, oh, this is boring. This is just standing there playing. <laughs> yeah, they and then did Midnight that. comes out once again, and they start just running all over the stage and just beating the crap of their guitars and really putting on, like, a high-energy punk rock show. But the singer for that band, even though he's got a black hood on and a black thing, between songs, he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Yeah. Just totally breaks character. Yeah, get get into the scene, my friend. Um, so, so, what are they like? A four piece or something? Three, three, yeah, three. Oh, three piece. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. No, they're, very, they're and they were very good. I would go see them again 
any if they came back next year, I'd go see them again. Good old midnight. I'd probably go see Direct Hit again too, just because I don't know. You know, I, I was talking to Mark, our friend Mark from DUI, the drummer during the show, and he's like, "Hey, go say hi to." He said, "My buddy Logan's playing drums. You know, be sure to say hi to Logan." So at the end of the show, they're kind of walking off. I walk on the stage, I'm like he's walking back. I'm like, "Hey, Logan!" He comes over and shake hands. I said, "Hey, my our buddy Mark, our mutual friend Mark from Milwaukee, uh, told me to say hello." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we we met last year in Milwaukee." <laughs> Or two years ago in Milwaukee, like he and I had met. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a pretty common thing with you, Tom. Is that you've like, actually like, met well, people before? I mean, we can guess why that is. I don't remember that, right? <laughs> PBR, PBR seemed memory. Like nice, seemed like a heck of a nice guy. But anyway, all right. So listen, man. Midnight, black rock and roll. <laughs> new best friends Olin Hoods called uh, Midnight with Black yes. Rock and Roll that's off uh, what they have like a couple of albums out of something they got a bunch of albums out actually I'll say they've been out for a while yeah they've been around 20 years oh shit you know it's okay. funny when you got one guy making all the albums it seems pretty efficient right yeah yeah you don't have to wait for your idiot drummer and your stupid bass player to come by you just <laughs> crank it out yourself 
<laughs> yeah, there's no excuses then, right? Yeah, exactly. Get it all done right. And you know, you know, you know who else has done that recently? Which was a huge uh, mystery to me. I didn't even know anything about this until um, what was the what was Mark's buddy who came down with him uh, to see Channel Three? You know that. Was his name Chris? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, him. He told me that Rick Sims has put a new album out over the last couple of years. Rick Sims and the Digits. But it's like... Rick a, Sims, your good friend, who hasn't been keeping in touch with you about telling you about his new album? D- no, dude, d- dude, the funny thing is, he's been texting me on the weekends about English soccer, which I don't know why that is, but there we go. Huh. Um, but anyway, he put out an album where he did everything, just like hmm. just like your friend so from Midnight. So he can Midnight. play drums, huh? Yeah, I guess he can, because this thing is good, but it's called... It's a really, oh it's a really odd name. the The band is called the Bloody Horror Punks, with an X, huh. but it's straight like ACDC metal. Interesting. So I, I, if I someone had just played this to me, I'd have said, "Well, I don't know who that is, but they're they're just an ACDC copy band." Because so you just, don't recognize his voice, even not not at all. I didn't recognize his voice at all. Mistake. Um, I don't know. He said someone paid him to do it, and he just did this thing all by himself, recorded it by himself. I'm assuming because like he does like soundtrack stuff too. I wonder if he it's does. something like that. Yeah, and and I I assume it was a COVID project, maybe, uh, which is why he did it himself. But I, anyway, that was a huge. I didn't maybe even know Glenn that Danzig has gotten wise, and he's going to let somebody else score his next film <laughs> instead of trying to do it himself. Yeah, what was that last movie you put out? Vampire Nudie? The Cowboy Whorehouse Vampire yeah, okay, movie? Yeah, I think that's what it was called. I didn't see it. <laughs> I would watch it, but I don't know that I would pay to watch it, you know? Yeah, yeah, there we go. All right, so, so you know, so I went and saw GBH on May 13th in Detroit, and you went and saw him on the 14th in yes, Chicago. Yes, in Chicago. I saw him on the Sunday. You saw him on a Saturday. And the reason, and, and I was tempted to come see him with you on Sunday, certainly, because there was another show on Saturday, too. I think it was Space Age Zeros were playing with that, uh, the, the Barstool Preachers and that Ultra Bomb and Space yes. Age Zeros were playing at Reggie's the night before. So if we would have come out, we could have done both shows. But the problem was, the Sunday show that you went to was Mother's Day. It was, And I just yes. felt like... Although my wife is not my mother, I still felt like she might have been pissed if I wasn't home. So yeah, God, it's so funny to be talking about this because it felt like it feels in one way like it happened weeks and weeks ago. Even this was, it was only a little more than a week ago. Yeah, it was like ten days ago, right? Um, not even. I did, yeah, not yeah. even. That's true. Yeah, it was just a little days, over a week 20, ago. 20 but it, it just um, seems like a lot's happened since then. But so yeah, uh, I decided to let my daughter drive me because she um, needs to get some hours in. So okay, so for all uh, all uh, geographically challenged people or people in the in Europe and and, and yeah. Africa and wherever else they might be, tell people yes. how far it is from Grand Rapids to Detroit. From where I am, which is a little west of Grand Rapids, it's you, if you're really hauling ass, you can do it in two and a half hours or so. Okay, with a with a student driver, it's about three hours. Three hours, okay. So it's not so it's not like it's not like in the town next door. It's like a half hour away. This is a this no. is a decent three hour drive. So three hour drive, three hour back. So as it's a six fact, hour. So, so the reason Addie and I went instead of like Scott and I because Scott doesn't like drive back, and I don't either. I mean, I'd rather stay there and drink a bunch of beers and and make a night of it. Yeah, yeah. But I just didn't really have the time or the money to do that. Once again, next day being Mother's Day. So we just, yeah, and I think with Addie, she stays up all night in the weekends anyway because she's almost 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I figured she'd have a good luck 
driving us home awake. <laughs> he wouldn't fall asleep, right? Yeah. Well, and it, I, I made the conscious decision pretty early on. We went to dinner at a famous Detroit pizza place called Buddy's. I made the decision early on. I'm like, ah, I'm just drinking Coke tonight. I'm not going to. I'm yes. not going to. At all. Probably so. a wise choice. Probably a wise well, choice with weird, a high school right, kid too, driving. I have, such, I have such coherent memories of the show. Yeah. It's pretty strange. So, so the show was. Um, I mean, it was. It was. It was a touring. It was a pretty decent tour, actually. Right. So the opening band. It was. Band, it was, solid. It was as, as we say in the business, it was a nice package. It was a nice package. So the opening band was a band called Nice, and then it was MDC, and then it was GBH. So none of the bands had more than four letters in the name, which was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, and what kind? Of, what is that? N I I S. What is that? I have no idea. I never. And is know. it the girl or is it the band? I don't know. I mean, what you thought she was nice? I don't know. What? what? So tell me something. So okay, that's that's a good place to start, right? So, well, so I saw the show deal in a place called the Sanctuary in Detroit, which is a great venue. First time I've ever been there. It's been there for a few years in the new location, but it only holds like three hundred people. I'd say about uh, maybe Low ceiling. Um, okay, you know pretty good view so in chicago they played at the metro yeah which, which holds I, a thousand or which so. holds a thousand people but there's an upstairs so i i didn't go upstairs so i have no idea how full it was upstairs i'd say downstairs being mother's day it certainly wasn't sold out because i know they were yeah. still advertising it um i'd say downstairs was about when gbh came on maybe th- two-thirds full Upstairs, like I say, I can't speak to, so I would guesstimate there was maybe like five, six hundred people there, which is, you know, it's res- it's respectable, I guess, right? So, I'm sorry, say again. I was I was. I'd say about, like, I'd say about five or six hundred people were there. Yeah, no, I'd say that's a real good crowd for a Sunday night. Yeah, for Sunday night, bunch especially on Mother's Day. A bunch of people who don't love their mothers. <laughs> those people, most of those people don't even have mothers, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, it was an older crowd, so maybe those people were all mothers. <laughs> uh, dude, you're not kidding about an older crowd because same thing with Detroit. There was a, I saw a handful of minors, but I gotta say, I was still 49 at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, the average age might have been older than me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or real close to it. I would say average. All right. So tell me about your experience on the Saturday in Detroit. Um, opening band, nice. What did what did you think? Uh, I, I I had real low expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and they, and they were they they no, lived up actually, to that expectation. I didn't think they were that bad, but I mean, it wasn't really punk. It was more like a. There were moments where it was like the music was kind of straight up hardcore punk, and there was moments where they it was kind of this discordant like kind of post post punk post punky kind, of kind of thing. Yeah, with her screaming over the and, top. And, yes. But her vocal style it was either like whispering or screaming. Mm-hmm. She came out in the first song and she played in a trench coat, and then she took it off. And at least in Detroit, she was wearing basically a leather, probably vegan leather, right? A fake leather uh, uh, bikini, like studded bikini. Yep, that's what she was doing in Chicago too. So yeah. I gotta tell you the. And and once again, older guys, myself included, we were sort of, you know, she was this almost a little too thin, honestly, almost like, but she was like this tall, thin sort of woman who you like all of a sudden who was sort of S and M'd out, and all of a sudden we all sort of had urges for you know to beg her to stomp on her nuts or something. I don't know. She just uh, she had a way about her that was sort of alluring. So they only played like thirty minutes, thirty two minutes or something. So I, I thought it was okay. I mean, if she if they would have gone another five ten minutes, it would have definitely started to get tedious. But so what do you, what do you think about them? Okay, um, I, I um who yeah post punky for sure. 
um, shards of guitar. Uh, so there was a guitarist and a bass player. The guitarist looked like the Unabomber. Um, he had like I don't know. He, if he had was, a like, shaved head, but he had like this oh crown of thorns or something around his head, or a, like a like a thing they put on the Olympians or something. Oh, right? it, it was very different in Chicago. In Chicago, I say Unabomber because he had a hoodie with the hood up and sunglasses. Oh. So we looked no, full he looked like a shaved, shaved head, but he had like a thing tattooed on the crown of his head. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so we had the Unabomber on one side, and then we had Tom Selleck playing bass. Yeah, I noticed that big, big mustache, big <laughs> bushy mustache. So, and he was playing the bass way too high. So that was my, <laughs> that was my first problem with him. Um, that, okay, so here was the issue with them. Some of the post punky Discord and stuff I can kind of get into, but they need some, they need to learn how to write some songs. Because the best song they played all night, they did a cover of uh, Last Rockers by um, Vice Squad. See, I, didn't and, that. I didn't even pick up on that. I don't even know that song. And it will, if, if you remember them playing one decent song, that was because it was a cover. Um, the rest of this, I, I didn't think this. I didn't think the songs were. Uh, I, I didn't. No, not one stood out as being amazing. But none of them, for the most part, were. Ho- I didn't think were like horrible. You were just staring at the girl. That's all you were doing. What were you doing? <laughs> Actually, I didn't. I didn't think of that much, to be honest. No, um, no. Uh, she's not your type. She's available. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want some crazy ass blonde in a, in a leather bikini inside, to fucking scream at you? <laughs> inside joke. That's. She had dark hair. She was blonde Her in hair Chicago. Was almost like a Betty Page, almost. No, she was blonde in Chicago, mate. Really? I wonder if she's like uh, has different, <laughs> different wigs or something. Yeah, different wigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, they were. I mean, they were okay. They were okay. You're right. If they played for five minutes longer, it would have been unbearable. As it was, they as it was, they were okay. Some of the drunken uh, buffoons I was with were enjoying it because uh, when I first Wait, got that's, to the metro, that's the thing with the metro, right? Yeah. So I got there. At, like I say, doors were at seven. Show was at eight. So I got there probably about seven twenty, something like that. Wow. Um seven twenty, seven thirty. You love to stand around on those hard floors for a long time before the band starts, huh? Well I, I knew some people that were gonna be going, so I wanted to ah, actually gotcha. I thought what I might do is go to G Man Tavern next door first. Ah, but then yes. I realized it's a Sunday and I have work the next day, so I didn't really ah. get totally shit faced. So I went right in and the first person I see the place was empty when I first got there except for uh, my t- my tattoo artist Aaron was there oh, so cool. we sat around and had a drink and then Jason from Illuminate, uh, Illuminated Brew Works came in so Jason was there and then two other old skate guys I know um, they were there too Ooh. and so there was like there was like a group of us older dudes so that's fun right you get yeah like a little posse it was fun and the funny thing is MDC were actually at least two older skate dudes who were actually older than me believe it or not um they still uh, skate, though, don't they? They do, actually, yeah. MDC was staying with them. Nice. So we can get into that can in a minute. imagine that? Still sleep on floors. Like, Dictor, Dictor's like 65 years old. Yeah, and he's still couch surfing. So it's either pathetic or really admirable, whichever <laughs> way you want to look at it, right? So uh, anyway. Maybe, maybe you can loan him that, uh, your blow-up... Uh, <laughs> My blow-up bed. Your blow-up bed, yes. <laughs> No, I'd have to get it infected I and mean, we checked out for fleas afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Um <laughs> So okay, let's get on to MDC then. So, what did you think of? Uh, hey, do you want to play that? You want to play that song? Oh You're yeah, gonna play that yeah, song. sure. Yes, okay, yeah. So I mentioned that I thought nicest best song was Last Rockers by Vice Squad. So I'm not gonna play their version of it. I'm gonna play Vice Squad because <laughs> I don't even know if I've played Vice Squad before. So um, it's Becky. It's yeah, Becky probably bondage, a long right? time ago. Yeah, Becky Bondage. So this is uh, Vice Squad with probably one of their best known songs. This is Last Rockers. 
in a spin I hear them fighting the war that no one can win I'm too young to die, too late to live As politicians do the thing no god can forgive
was Vice Squad there with Last Rockers, probably from like 1980. That was like on their, one of their first releases, I believe. So that's that's an hmm. old song. Yeah. So Neil, did you remind me again? Because I think we already talked about this, but I can't remember if it was on the air or in person or what. But did you see MDC at Punk Rock Bowling? I did. So I gotta say, I was pretty. They were terrible. Unimpressed. Yeah, they were really, they were really, really bad. Well, their their drummer walked out there, and you're like, this guy's gonna die. He's literally gonna fall <laughs> down and die on his way to the drum kit. And you know, even the middle in the middle afternoon, it's like 95 degrees, right? And so I was not particularly impressed. Now, granted, it was broad daylight, middle of the day, all that, you know. Um, so once again, low expectations. But I really, for the most part, enjoyed MDC's set. The one thing I will say is, Dichter does like at least in Detroit, he does like a little, almost like a has like a rap for every song. Yep. You know, a little story, or whatever. But he mumbles like a freaking old man. It's like put your teeth in, dude. <laughs> But and, you know, and he it's does. A lot of, he does his weird little dance moves too. Well, it's a lot of like leftist platitudes, you know, yep. just a lot of sort of cliches and stuff. But you know, but he did tell a couple of great stories, you know, like about chasing the Nazis out of Austin with bricks and stuff. You know, it, it was I. You know, they had a different drummer, a younger guy. They had a female bass player. I can't remember if they had her at Punk Rock Bowling or not. Um, but I got to tell you, overall, I thought they were. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Once again, probably played for forty-five minutes. Yeah. I knew the vast majority of their songs. I uh, so yeah, I, I dug it. But I'm I'm guessing by your tone of voice, you did not so much. Uh, they played about 15 minutes too long, as far as I was concerned. Um, some of their some of their songs go on way too long. And, what about uh, the one where you put your hand, where you put your chicken thing on your head, and you go? Bark, 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 that was bark, the, bark, that bark, was probably bark, the best. Bark. That was the one I probably enjoyed the most. That was good. And uh, my daughter joined me in that bark, bark, bark part. It was good. And talking about the leftist platitudes, I'm sorry. As 17 year olds in Austin, Texas, where they were fighting repression and all that kind of stuff, John Wayne was a Nazi. Probably made a lot of sense to piss off all the rednecks. <laughs> but playing it 45 years later in oh, 20, come 2023, on. It's still a great song. It, Change the change the words up or something. He's been dead for thirty fucking years. Oh it's no, like, don't do that because then it'll just be like Donald Trump was a Nazi. Well, that's fine. Play SS because they already did that with the no no fat, no KKK no fascist USA song. Uh, no I, Trump, no KKK, no fascist. USA. I, can't, I can't remember what they did. I mean, he was he was an actor who happened to be a little bit right wing. It's like just fucking let it yes. go, let it fucking. Go. I'm sorry, there was so, I, and the no cops thing and the. Uh, it's, well, that was it, my daughter's it, thing. She's like, does he really believe all cops should be killed? I'm like, nah, I don't think so. He's kind of a hippie, it, actually. It's, it's the. I was trying to explain to Lydia. It's they, they have the politics of like a ten year old. It, it's pathetic, and they, it's they're in their sixties, and I, they need to let some of that shit go. They just see, they all change the, the words. I, you know, I read Dave's book. He's a smart guy, and he's pretty well thought out. Maybe that doesn't come across when you're doing like a 30 second rap before a song and i don't i don't agree with them on a lot of things truth be told you know or, or maybe anything but the fact of the matter is i i don't think he i think maybe he dumbs it down a little bit for his dumb audience but <laughs> well because i'll tell you what the detroit audience boy i would never tell any of them to their face they were dumb but this was <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now neil this is probably the biggest most violent average size person i mean in there for men it was it was one of the most violent shows I've seen in forever. Really? Wow! I mean, fight, so fights that, or just it, slam or, or no, just slamming? No fighting, but just three hundred pound gorillas throwing each other around. Yeah. So was it like that in Chicago? Was all these freaking 
hipster, tight, short hipsters that go to all the shows. There was some of that. There was some old timers. And then there was some of those weird fucking like 16 year olds who they've, they're coming to a punk show and they think, you know, at a punk show, they have to get up and, and dance even though they don't know any of the songs. So what they do, they throw themselves around for about 25 seconds and then they don't know the song, and then they just drift off to the outside. So in the meanwhile, they've battered about six people. Like in the meanwhile, there's a big giant hole in the middle of the floor because nobody dares go into it. Well, well there was one. There was one kid who I've never seen this before. He was fucking. He was. He was. He was trying to do a circle pit, but he didn't, he didn't know any of the moves basically. So he was just doing forward rolls like somersaults, and then getting to his feet, running around again, and then dude, doing have you seen any of these roll. kids at the hardcore show? Well, now? They're oh, like yeah. doing karate fighting. Yeah, no, that yeah, but this was this was just weird. But like I say, he did it for like twenty five seconds and then drifted off. It was like if you get back in the day, if you're gonna do it, you did it with the whole fucking song because you knew the song and you got into the beat and you got into the whole thing. It's fucking so kids, the, fucking the kids. Detroit. I never went close to the. I mean, I almost I got knocked into a couple times because we were kind of right behind the pit. But I never made any attempt to get in the pit because seriously, they were so big and then they were picking people up. It wasn't like they were trying to murder yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, Actually, yeah. they were. They were getting as close as they come to murder within the friendly bound. <laughs> this one guy kept shoving people in their backs so hard. I'm watching. I'm going, oh man. And uh, but the thing is, they were all old. So yeah, they'd last like two songs, and then they they die out. You know, well, like I said, this was this was like twenty seconds of one song, and then they drift off. You know, for the rest well, of the song, it was just, it was just that, weird. But then there'd be that big hole in the middle of the floor that nobody really wants to go into because you don't right. want to get bashed in the back when the next guy starts. Up. Right. I mean, I'm I'm always wary because uh, my big friend, you know, Jason. Um, yeah. He got his ACL blown out at a judge show, I believe, just because, and he wasn't in the pit. He was just standing watching, and someone went into him from behind and buckled yep. his knee. Yeah, I so, love that when they start at the back of the room and decide they want to be in the pit, and they just start smashing through it. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing That's worse a good way than to get that. Punched face by me. Yep, hundred um, percent. So I was standing. Well, I was. I was standing by the mixing board. I was. That, that's where we were standing. It was right by Jason the mixing used board. Used to be pretty good size himself, but he's shrunk up quite a bit since last I've ever seen him. So yeah, he's lost a ton of weight. Yeah, he has. So, but yeah, so yeah, I didn't want anything to do with that. So overall, I I enjoyed MDC, but you you didn't get into it too much, huh? They were. I mean, they were all right. They played too long. If they played thirty minutes instead of forty-five, I would have been happy. Well, um, I'll tell you what. Let's play a song, and then we can talk about playing too long. Um. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're going to play an MDC song, aren't you? Yeah, yeah we're going to do Corporate Death Burger, Ronald McDonald. Run unless the billions of our problems never increase. You're fishing for a time, his mother said he's going to please. Plastic and paychecks to help it all go down. Putting your children with their lives, trying to destroy your mind. Corporate Death Burger, Ronald McDonald. Corporate Death Burger, Ronald McDonald. Change from your five, angles deep in blood. Make it your career, some millions every year. Ronald McDonald, Ronald McDonald, change from high, 
still all right that was, M- that was mdc uh what was that standing for at that point was that still multi-death corporations or was that i don't know i don't care i don't pay attention to that I, you know it's funny because they're another one well they're not another one because i would say a lot of these bands they ride on their first album but the truth of the matter is i love the first album after that it was you know, it was just hit or miss, but they keep recording albums. They did, like, country albums. They did all kinds of crazy crap. Well, the funny thing was, I don't know if you went to the merch booth, but the only vinyl of those I saw was that first album. <laughs> so. Well, they had a box by us. They had a box with a few different albums that it actually... Oh, they did? That might have been the only one on the table, but they had a little box. All right. Yeah, that with was their the Beer City stuff. As a matter of fact, I bet you they had five or six at least different ones in there, but they're not really... You're not going to listen to them, for being right. honest, right? Right. And then, uh, um, when we saw them, GBH didn't have any albums. So I don't know if they all no, sold no, no, out. No, no, GBH and... did not have any. I'm right. saying MDC had a box. Oh, right. No, no. Yeah, but I'm saying that maybe they sold out of a lot of stuff in Detroit. Oh, could be. Um, the one thing I, I may regret not buying from them, they did have a, MDC did have a split 10-inch, or I'm sorry, a split 7-inch that I didn't have with a band that I can't remember. It was 10 bucks. I probably should have bought it. Um... But I did buy some stuff. Yes, you could have kept uh, you. You could have kept Dave Dicta in. Uh, I don't know what does he eat. I don't even know what the what he. Hey, they eats. don't eat meat. Yeah. So I mean, the thing I the thing actually I most enjoyed about them was when the girl got up and sang with them for the last like yeah, half of the good, show. Huh? She was the girl good. With yeah. the, like weird Chelsea girl like yep. hardcore haircut. Yep. Yeah, she was excellent. I I, I enjoyed her a lot. But it the, did I, it did I think put a little extra energy into the set. It did. Yeah, because they needed it. Because otherwise, it looked like it's some strange old hippie just wanted to. Oh, and dude, oh, I meant. There was to only fucking... one other old guy in the band, right? One, the, one guitar. One of the two guitar players is an old guy. I old meant guy. to tell you this. So, it, it's the weirdest thing at, at a lot of punk shows. For whatever reason, there'll just be someone that want, looks like they've just wandered in off the street without any idea of what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, that's Dick Lucas from the Subhuman. So, oh no, you're not saying homeless. <laughs> you're saying somebody who just okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so this kid. Uh, a kid, he's probably in his in his mid twenties, early thirties. But he just suddenly shows up and he just starts doing this weird running in circles and then doing like calisthenics, like clapping his hands over his head. And he was just this hopeless uh, hippie. Like he was wearing like Birkenstocks and shit like that. And it was like uh, how the fuck did you get in here? Did you think uh, you were going you to want see to fish? dance on his feet with your dog Martins? <laughs> So I was like, but it was just it was hilarious to see because everyone else was in this like ferocious pit and this kid is just like going around in little circles uh, by himself clapping his love. hands over his head love. <laughs> yeah, it was Did awesome I, see I feel like I already told the story so I apologize for being redundant but I, when I'm at that midnight show I'm standing there and this guy comes in he looks like he just got off the job site or something did I tell you this story no I, I don't I think, think so and he comes next to me and, and, and he starts talking to me I don't know why I look so approachable people love to start conversations with me right and he's like, oh, I got off work tonight. I thought I'd come see the show. I've never been here before. Oh, I think and you did listening. tell us this show. I mean, I think you did tell us this story. I think you yeah, did. Yeah, the guys, guys listen to the band, and he's like, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad if we recorded that long. I don't even remember it. So he goes, these these on let's go to Slayer or something? The one he's like, are they going to play any Metallica or something? Or oh, yeah, that's right. Bull- <laughs> just this bullshit. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Why would you pay a $25 cover to get into a show when you, oh, uh, it's just, anyway. I eventually ignored him long enough. He started talking to someone else. It was like that. It was like that. That that uh, character that showed up at the Channel Three show at Liars Club, who looked like he should be going, he'd be more, you know, more at home going to the club or something, going to a disco uh, or something. Some like. I mean, I, I I tell you what, and I know I'm a cheap bastard, but if I show up to a club and there's like a band playing and all I want to do is get a drink and it's like a five dollar cover, I'm like, eh, I'll find a different bar. <laughs> Yeah, find the one down the street. Well, the thing with the pyramid scheme, you could drink in the front. Right, you know, it's you always can. open yep. in the front. Yep. You, have to, you just have to pay to get in the back, but. Right. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, so... GBH. 
Well, they came right on, right? Because they were all sharing a back line, sharing yep. drums. So they came, I mean, they were. it didn't take 50 minutes to swap over, which was great because uh, because I had a three-hour drive home. So um, I was really optimistic when they came on so early. But I tell you what, there was a couple of lags in the show. They played a little too long, I thought. So that's, um, it's interesting you say that because I was never even really a GBH fan, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too. As a matter of fact, but here's the thing. So I, I love the City Baby Records in the, the first one. I don't know a lot of the other stuff, but they played a couple of newer songs. The encore, the first encore song was brutal. Mm. Just, just awful. It's called Liquid Courage or Liquid Sunshine or something. It was just, just went on and on. But then they finished with Bomber by Motorhead, so that was sweet. But, um, there was a couple lags, and I, I I could tell my daughter, who had been fairly engaged at that point, started to kind of check out. Um, and and like I said, I, I don't want to talk bad about it because I I thought they played a really great show, but it was about seventy minutes. Yeah, which I think an hour would have been right. I could have done without the encore. They, they they did not need to. They they could have well, finished like said, with they City did Baby a and encore. And I think that's what they had yeah. been doing. If I saw it on Setlist FM or whatever I was looking at, and that first song was like six minutes. Yeah, they could have really... Yeah. They, we did not need to hear that. They should have ended the set with City Baby and City Baby's Revenge. That should have been the end of the set yep, right there. Yeah, and that's, that's what they ended the regular set with. Yep. And then and they came on and did, yeah, did two songs. But no, I enjoyed it. But the thing is, much like a Discharge, their songs are... And I don't want to... Like I said, I don't want to sound insulted because I really like the band, but their songs are kind of all the same. Yes. Same speed, same vocal delivery. I think I think that's what hurt them. You know? I, don't, I don't. I don't think. Uh, what's his name? Jock on guitar. I don't think he has a whole bunch of pedals. I think every song. Yeah. Every song sounds the same. Well, and and MDC, there was that banner between songs, which I know some people like, some people don't like. But but GBH just cranked out song after song. Yes. They hardly. They hardly spoke. A little bit, you know, at the end or whatever. Actually, Jock, the guitar player, had to take this left the stage after like actually it was six songs because the singer brought it up. A new record and uh, like oh he's having a medical issue or something, but he wasn't. He had to piss. They were joking later. He, just, he had to piss after six songs. Yeah, that's that, that's true. Actually, I didn't hear Jocko, the bass player, really talk at all. Um, and Colin doesn't talk a lot either. Now Colin, no. he looks he looks fucking amazing. He looks the same he as does. he did. He looks good. Yeah, he looks like a cross between Billy Idol and Charlie Harper. The way he the other guys, the microphone. Are, the other guys kind of have the uh, you know the gin blossoms and the uh, no, they're all both bald and uh, not the band, the gin blossoms. Yeah, yeah, but they just you know they look like well weathered. Well, you know they don't look. I mean, they don't look terrible. I mean, I walked. I I don't know. There's got to be a backstage at that place where I saw the show at. But I was walking into the bathroom, and Dictor was walking out. That dude looks his his face is. I mean, he looks like he crowd or couch surfs at sixty five. Yeah, he just looks he looks old, but his hair still got color, and he's got long hair. I mean, he doesn't look. It's not like he looks terrible, but he looks old. You know. So the thing I the thing I liked the most about GBH is they sound authentic. They are authentic because that's the same band that's been together since 1980, except for the drummer. Yeah, I was gonna say even the drummers were with them a long time. And right? the drummer was fucking fantastic, man. The drummer was kick ass. Yeah, he's got a tough job back there. Just yeah, four on the floor. Well, I shouldn't say he's got a tough job. It's not technically difficult, but it's just physically demanding. I would think for a guy who's sixty something years old. What's, what's song after song after song, all the same pace, you know? And he was he, yeah. was he was keeping it on there, and the guitar sounded great. Like I say, there wasn't a whole lot of effects or anything on it, but they they it was just authentic. I think is the best word. I mean, that was yeah. it. Could have been you could have been seeing that set in like nineteen eighty five. 
you know, I, I don't know. I thought they were. I thought they were really good. You know, you know how good. I actually stayed till the end. That is amazing. <laughs> but I think it's probably more because you were hanging out with your buddies and guys people you don't see very often. Well, I was, but I, I didn't even really like GBH that much, which was funnily enough. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the set. And you know who I did so see? So you appreciate them more now that you still see them yeah, live? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I do, because it seems like they are doing... It was my first time ever seeing them, and I, I would go see them again. I Like I said, I really enjoyed it. I just felt like there was a couple of lulls. And I, I, I and the funny thing is, I saw um, some of those ladies that were at Channel 3 uh, the, the week before. I saw some oh, of their, there, cool. too, some of the old... Uh, not old. I won't say old, but Chicago. Uh, they've been in the not scene for a long right. time. You know, so that was <laughs> I was kind of cool, too, seeing some of those ladies. So, That's hey, cool. Karen, if you're listening. Um yeah, it was a. I enjoyed that show, and I was home. It was done by eleven, and so I was home by probably eleven thirty. We were done yeah. by quarter to eleven. We were home by two. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and we would have been home a hair earlier, but I fell asleep during a crucial highway transfer, and oh. so we had to take a little bit longer way home. Probably had ten minutes of the trip. So, gotcha. I was trying. I was trying. I just could. And like I said, I didn't even drink. I didn't drink any alcohol. Um, and you know, it, it's. So it, it was it was a good time overall. Yeah, overall overall I had a, had a really good time and it was fun hanging out with Aaron and Jason and and the guys. So uh yeah, thanks. So MDC were cluck crowd surfing on their uh on the, my friend's floor, I guess. Not crowd um, surfing, couch surfing. Yes, couch, couch surfing, surfing. I mean. Yeah, couch surfing. Yeah, cuz yeah. there's five people in the band. I wonder if they have like a <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, weird. Uh, oh yeah, and also at Metro, that was the first time I'd seen stage diving forever. There was um, a little crowd surfing and stage diving at this too, but the stage was low. Stage at the metro is high. Yeah, it is. So I and normally uh, just security there is pretty rough. Um, can be anyway, but uh, no, they were allowing it. So there was a there was a ton mm. of crowds uh, of uh, stage diving, which was really interesting. Huh. So yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna play. Are you going to play GBH Sony or am I going to play? I, mean, I was going to play one, but were you going to do it or no? No, actually, you are. You've you're going to be you're going to be all played out after this. So uh, that's all right. You can play your songs during the next yep, segment with yep. a bunch of songs, probably that have absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. Yeah, and while you play this, I'm going to go and get another beer. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's play this song, and uh, then I will go pee, and we'll take we'll get back into character, and then we'll start to talk about uh, our weekend. I almost wonder if we should like knock this episode off and start a new one, but. Yeah, it's forty-two minutes. Okay, with yeah. song with four songs. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so this I just picked this song at random. They played this. I like it. It's a good song. It's called "I Am the Hunted." So it's GBH. I am the hunted. <laughs>
So it, uh, it's funny, Neil. Um, I see that uh, somebody put a picture on the Punk to Die podcast group. It's our Jason Scott, who's become a real active poster. He's got a lot of cool old, like, obscure punk records. He likes to put pictures of them. But it's got a picture of him hanging out with Jock, not Jock, Colin the Singer. Colin, yep. From GBH. And I said, in a few minutes, we're going to be recording an episode with lots of GBH talk. Song request? He says, hell yeah. So apparently he didn't understand that I was going to let him pick the song. So. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, I am the hunter. I am the hunted. There you go. So so is that tour near to the end, or are they still touring around the States? Well, they're going to Punk Rock Bowling. That might be the end of it. Oh, okay. So next weekend they'll be in Vegas. All right. Next weekend, like two weeks after you hear this. Jesus Christ, we have a lot to talk about because we have new Dude, growth. my neighbor's tr- my neighbor's kids have gotten these giant diesel trucks. I just hear them leave. It makes my whole freaking house shake. Shoot them. You know? <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> Shoot them. Dude, I could, I, if I, I was a cop, I could. I could just tell them I was fearing for my life, Neil. Fearing so, for my life. So since the last episode, the, the fucking... Uh, I know we're going to talk about... Uh, our big show on Friday nights, right? That's fine. But uh, we, the lineup for Riot Fest came out, and we can talk about this in the next episode because we can't, we, because we can't talk about this tonight. But it is such a fucking. You know, disaster. we didn't talk about the, we didn't talk about the alleged Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We didn't talk right. about. So we got a lot to talk about. So maybe yeah. save that for another episode, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Oh, Potch, you were terrific last night. Thanks. Uh, the band's not too shabby either. <sighs> Hey, you got a band, too? Uh, nothing that organized. How come your group's called Snow Pink? Hey, well, I mean, to be a star, you gotta look like a star, right? And the rock world already had Blondie, so... Oh, you're a punk band. No way, we're not punk, we're new wave. I didn't know there was a difference. Come on, there's a whole different attitude to the music, man. Punkers are into an angry thing. New wave, hey, we're just having fun with it. So, it was yes. Joey, Joey, okay, so it was, as you all know, because we've been pimping it incessantly for the last month, it was yes. May 19th, last Friday, it was Joey Ramone's birthday, so we had the birthday bash at Bonus Pints in Logansport, Indiana. Yep. Um, people came from near and far, uh, obviously Tom came down, I came from Chicago, Tom came down from Grand Rapids. Who did you come down with, Tom? There was a whole bunch of you, right? Yeah, it was uh, my wife and I, Scott and his wife, uh... Our friends Keith and Carrie, and our friends Chad and Mick, Chad and Michelle. Yeah, four couples. Four couples, and you all stayed at the Holiday Inn Express, correct? Yes, yes, we did. I don't think that's really pertinent, but yes, we all stayed there, even though we never saw each other there. You stayed there, Alan stayed, uh, Doctor Disc rather stayed there. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was Jake and his wife stayed there. We, we did run into Jake and his wife actually. It was basically we had a punk to lie die wing, basically at yes. the hotel. Like Ricky was staying in the hotel too with his two buddies. Yeah, so, I told him. I, I'm like, dude, if I keep my buddies, I'd stay somewhere cheap. I'd just say like the Super Eight or something. Well, there, was probably, there was probably fifteen dollars difference. I mean, Scott was nah, Scott, it, was, it was double. It was about double. <laughs> Scott was complaining to me bitterly about how you make him stay at horrible hotels. Oh, he's such a liar. <laughs> he loves to stay at the Chinatown Hotel or whatever it is. He loves yeah, it. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, he dude, also his makes beard, a lot more his money beard is, so you know what? His beard is out of control. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. The other big guy that was with us, he just shaved his off because his him and Sky had these big like uh, Bride of Frankenstein beards. These long, mostly black, with like a white a stripe white down the middle. Of- yeah, yeah. I called yeah. call him the Ayatollah of rock and roller. He seemed to dig that. <laughs> yeah, we all. As a matter of fact, all four of us had beards, right? We're all yeah, beardy yeah. guys. Yeah. And if you say that, that if you say that's my wife, I'll smack you. Why do you say that? What do you mean? You know, you know what a beard is, right? Like a gay guy has like. The I, girl that to 
trying to you, don't actually you ever heard that term no they call it a beard when a gay guy has a wife to hide that he's gay oh okay no i've never even heard that before it's not an english term huh no i mean we call well, you're a bundle of sticks my friend i thought you were gonna say fag hag is what i thought you were gonna say do people still <laughs> no, say I that would never say, i would never say that <laughs> people still say that you have to edit days. yourself <laughs> Anyway. Um, anyway, anyway, I don't know what made me think <laughs> of that. It's such a popular term. It's such a funny term. You can't say that anymore, Neil. You can't okay. say. All right, I will take that back. I I rescind myself. Um, you do like one of those? Do like one of the fake Oprah apologies? I sincerely apologize <laughs> if I have caused anyone any discomfort. Any fact hags? Are you kidding me? Neil lives to cause people discomfort. <laughs> hey, listen, I was I was on my best behavior on Friday. Um, yes. So we got there. So. Um, what time did you get there? Like we got there like a little after three. I don't know what time you got over there. We got okay. So the, the, the original kind of loose plan was right. We were going to meet at the record farm at three o'clock because Alan, yep. Doctor Disc, was going to come in and do his record store recon thing and take yep. photographs and stuff. And so, so um, the record farm is attached to Bonus Pines. I'm sure yep. we've already explained this, yeah. but it's a it's like an arcade bar restaurant, and it's got a record store attached to it. I mean, it's brilliant, right? It's everything as a kid. If you could wish you could open a store, it's everything. It would yeah. be. I mean, I, well, I, you know, I, I didn't really, and everything upstairs, I think, was closed by the time we got there, but there's an upstairs floor. There's a comic book shop and a. Yeah, like I went up there. I went up there. Craft the, shop or something. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> a, the, when I went up there, it was still open. The bar, there's a barbershop. Oh, barbershop, yeah. And there's a, uh, yeah, there's like a supernatural kind of spooky store that sells all kinds of like wicker and witch, yeah, kind of yeah. witchy stuff. And there's a coffee shop up there, too. Oh, coffee shop too. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's great. When I'm when I'm going to buy a pentagram for a ritual, I like to have a nice cup of frappuccino. <laughs> a nice, a nice frappuccino. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we got into. We probably left at uh, nine thirty because it's also we had to add an hour on. So it's about the three and a half hour drive plus you add an hour on for the time difference. Um, Is it so, that far? I thought you were closer than we were. No. Well, it's, dude, we have to get we have to get through Chicago. The yes, fucking nightmare that is getting through Chicago, especially with it with the, all the construction on on the Kennedy. So yeah. we so we thought maybe leaving at nine thirty we'd beat rush hour, but I guess that didn't. That didn't rush, rush hour rush hour is from is just from six a.m. Constant, to now. yeah, basically, yeah, it's basically <laughs> constant. So um, once we got out of Chicago, it was a, it was a joy. It was except for the weather. Uh, so yeah, it, it rained a little. It rained off and on basically all day, which was unfortunate for Matt. But you know, it was fine. It was fine. Actually, it worked out okay. It quit yeah. by showtime, and he had a big tent. So yeah, I had a big tent. Um, yeah. But yes, it, it does. It does ruin your view of the corn out the windows. Now on the way down, you know, we we go on sixty five for a while, for probably like seventy five miles or something. But then it gets you off on like country roads. You know, oh, yeah. while you're getting close to Logansport, and we were now. So you know. I don't well, know you, you know. cannot get into Logansport without taking country roads. There's no right. the highway doesn't right like the so, old Johnny Cash song, right? The LNL doesn't stop here anymore. So you've seen all those like wind farms, right? All those yeah. wind turbines and uh-huh. stuff. So yeah. we were unlucky enough to get off the highway, and we were behind a huge fucking truck. Oh that, yeah, carrying one carrying of those one of those yeah, turbine insane, arms. Right? Oh my yeah. god, the thing was so fucking big. Yeah, they're crazy. I thought it was a plane wing or something. They have like to like that. have these semi trailers that are like two pieces. Two pieces, two pieces. Yep. yeah. Yeah. Um and there was cops front and back because it was trying to make a right hand turn. Ugh. Which was fun. So we were stuck on the road for like fifteen minutes while this thing was trying to make a right hand turn. But anyway, we got into Logansport, we went right to the hotel. Um this was probably two thirty. So we checked in. This is me and Laura. Um, Laura. Lydia was supposed to go, but she has a new job, so she couldn't go. 
So, um, I'm sure she stayed home and cried the whole. She cried the whole time. Yeah, probably. She, she was unable to go to Logan's party, cleaning up dog shit, probably. Um, yeah. So then we, so we, we, we checked in, had a shower and stuff, and then went over to. We got over to Bonus Pints probably at three o'clock and parked right out front. So you, you guys, you guys were not. There. Yeah, he was. He was. Or in fact, he went the night before. Believe it or not. Yeah, no, he he actually texted me and said, "Hey, we're going to try to beat Trevor. We're going there for." And they they came in night early, and I think they had a pretty good time. I'm not sure what they did because so Doctor Dispar's wife, who we'd never met, Meredith. Right. right. I'm going to try my best to remember her names. You did good. Yeah, that was yeah Meredith. In fact, we were calling him Mary all calling her a Mer, Mer, Mary all day, which was kind of unfortunate because that's not her name. It's Meredith, but yes. it's close enough. You know, we got a good chunk of it. Yep, exactly. So he was there already, like he always is. He's always at Yeah, he's early. always early. Like, I think yeah. he likes to scope things out. Yeah. So we got in there and had a beer and stuff, and then you guys showed up. Probably well, we showed up after you had left again. We didn't leave anywhere. Well, you were running around or doing something. Okay, I don't know where you were. I kept running back to my car because people kept asking me for merch. Because we were there for quite a while before we saw you. Oh, it doesn't, okay, anyway. Um, so, oh, yeah, we wanted to get there to meet Dr. Disc, to... And Matt was running around, of course, trying to get everything ready. So I actually directed Dr. Disc to Matt's partner in the record store, Adam, yep. who kind of handles a lot of I think he does more record store stuff than Matt does anyway. So Yeah. So he and was, Aaron, their loyal employee, who's like there all the time, who's like a pretty knowledgeable music guy. So He actually reminds me a lot of my buddy Mark Frankel. Um, he actually looks looks kind of like him. Um so yeah, I, like, he's got kind of a Chris Elliott type charm. Yeah, he does exactly, and that's who that's who Mark Frankel has, has been. Uh, has, I mean, I don't know that. That's, I don't know if there's any way to take that as too much of a compliment, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, I, I could. I should, like. I should talk, dude. I'm basically Uncle Festered with a, with a goatee, so it's fine. So you know what? You know where I might have been. Um, so there's a. You've you've heard of the lager Yingling, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's only sold on the East Coast. And we well, can, in Indiana, yeah. Yeah, and we cannot buy it in Illinois. Yeah, we can't I, get it in Michigan either. I really like it. So they had told me... Do you me, think it's good, or do you think it's I like it a lot. can't I mean, get it? Because I think it's just okay. I mean, as, as as a cheap American lager, I think it's better than Budweiser, PBR, any of those. I think it's better than all of those. I thought you were so. a full-time Bud Light man now, Neil. <laughs> yeah, right, because I can, I can really appreciate this. <laughs> um, oh boy! I think we were talking about the previous episode, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, the uh, lovely Alex behind the bar told me that the local liquor store has Yingling. So me and um, me and Alan, did you, like just, did you like fill the back of your car? <laughs> I bought. Well, I bought a case. Now get oh, this. So we went to this liquor store. I think it's called J and D Liquors. It was right around the corner. Me and sure. Alan went, and um, Alan bought Yingling. Uh, they had a black and tan. So he hmm. bought like a twelve pack. No, of he that. doesn't drink. He, no, his wife loves his black and tan. So ah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and I bought a case the regular Yingling. Now, how much do you think a case would be? A case of Yingling, yeah. nineteen ninety nine. See, I was expecting someone like that, so I put a twenty down. And the angry black man behind the counter said, 28, $28.68. I'm like, what? That does seem a little stiff. <laughs> I'm like, what? Do they have a can? Do they have a can deposit? Um, I don't know. So I just paid him the money. I wasn't about to argue with the guy. <laughs> so I, I paid. I paid well, him yeah. cash. I paid him cash. So that's maybe where we were when you first came in. If you if you couldn't ah. find us, we you might know, be at the liquor store. Well, the following morning, 
we eh, we'll, I won't go that far ahead, but I was going to say they have there's a lovely winery there in town too that we went to, and I had signed up buying like seventy five bucks worth of bottles of wine. So That's and great. it's fun. I was never I never got too I never I didn't get like no you seem fine actually you seem fine that night. night. No, right. no, I was fine. Yeah, matter of fact, same thing with Saturday night. Considering I was I kind of had this attitude like. Well, it's my 50th birthday weekend. You know, I've been treating my body like a trash can for 50 years. Let's have one more weekend, and then we'll get our <laughs> we'll get it together when we get back. And I kind of am doing that. Actually, you're drinking beer right now. I'm drinking some nice nice water. I had a real sensible dinner. Um, will it last? I don't know. We'll see. All right. So um, you guys came in in a big group. So you like basically because at this point, bonus points really wasn't very full. No, so, no, it was like yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm surprised there was any. I don't know who's yeah. who's there at that time. You know. Yeah. So you guys took the table right in the middle of the room. And there aren't that many tables. So all well, these the ladies did, the ladies that you were with. Um, and where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. I, you know what amazes me with you guys? So they huh. have they have a lot of um, like eight or ten uh, beers on draft or whatever, right? Probably uh, something like may, that, yeah. Maybe that many. And, At least six. Yeah. And, it's, and it's all local stuff. So it's not stuff you would really ever have heard of before. Yeah. Yep. But um, Cheryl was like trying one of each one. I was very impressed by that. Like normally I will find one that I like and I'll stick with it. And I started off light, man. I, I didn't want to do, do like an 8%er early on. I started like with like a 4 because I figured yeah. it was going to be a long day. But uh, yeah, your group didn't seem to matter what they were drinking. They just wanted to try one of everything. So I, I we're, was, a, we're a I was, stout people. Dude. I was impressed. I was impressed with that. Um, well, the, the coolest named beer that they had there was Kick Out the Jams, but it was really fruity. But it was strong. It was like eight percent. <laughs> really fruity, baby. It was um, good though. It was good. Yeah. So I tried. Matter fact, of- I, I got to say, I enjoyed every one I tried. Even though I'm, I think I'm kind of over the bitter IPAs. Yeah. And they had like a stout that was like a peanut butter cookie stout or something. I, I don't know. did dis- not try that one. Disgusting. Uh, you know what they had as well? What I, what I ended actually, up I trying. might have. My wife might have tried that one. I might have had a yeah, sip. Yeah, she of did because she gave me a sip of it, and it was. Yeah, it was. A, I see. I didn't dislike it, but I, I'm not going to drink a whole pint of it. Cookies and cream. Ugh. Um, <laughs> they actually had at, at the bottom of the cooler. So you'd have been proud of me. They actually had some beers on special at the bottom of the cooler. It was a Mexican lager called Bohemia, which I really like. Mm. So I was they had a Mexican on tap too, like a Mexican lager. I had that; it was good. <laughs> it's a dirty joke. It There's a dirty joke I could have made about a Mexican on tap, but I won't. There you go. Um, so, but I okay. So, do you remember what was the name of the local kid who was like? I guess he works at the store sometimes. I think it was and Derek, right? Derek, was it Derek, yeah. Nice kid. He came up to the table, said he really likes the podcast. I love it. I do. I love it when people come up and say, oh, I, I love the podcast. I just listened to one. And when you guys were saying this and this, it was really funny. And, and I, had, no I had no recollection of what he, what he was fucking talking about. None. But uh, Well, yeah. And if, well, especially like I said, we were talking about earlier, there's sometimes there's easily a couple week lag. Mm-hmm. And our brains are old and addled. So it was we'll new to him. it was new to stories. him. Well, I was trying to tell, we'll was tell not- the same stories over and over again, which is good because most people listen to us are old and they can listen to them over and over again. I remember too, so it works out. Same, and I I always used to be amazed when I used to listen to the Punk News podcast as to how you guys would sometimes like Adam would tell the same stories over and over again. But now I realize yeah. why it is because when we do these shows, it's kind of stream of consciousness. And you don't even mm-hmm. know what it is that you, you... I mean, you have some stuff planned, but not a lot. So things, some things just come out sometimes, and then, then you forget about them. Anyway... When, when, we were, when we were do earlier on, we would try to be more organized. But after a while, we just realized that it just was yeah. best if we just... If we if we felt like going on a rabbit hole, we go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, so, so, so Derek, a really nice kid. It was great to meet you. And he asked for a T-shirt. So I walked him out yep. to the car and I sold him a T-shirt. And thanks for the support and stuff. And, uh, you know, and uh, I appreciate you. And you were, you were fucking dancing up a storm all night, man. It was yeah, pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, front having a good time. Yeah, he, uh, was. You know, he also had, had, had a, we had to do something this weekend that I had never done before, in the, at least in the context of the podcast. What, do you pooed in the corner? No, uh, I was asked to sign a couple. Of things. Yes, that was crazy too. Like we're fucking celebrities. We were they yes. sign and we were signing posters. It was crazy. I remember back in the day, like somebody has like a CD or a demo tape or something. I'm like, dude, I mean, okay, whatever. I mean, it's worth taking a chance, right? Just in yeah. case we become famous. Now, did you do any record shopping in there? I really didn't. I was. I did. Because when, when you guys came in, I was actually, I talked to Scott for like 20 minutes. Me and him would just like shot the shit for yeah. for, for a good long time. Laura was talking to Yeah, he seemed to I talked to him today. He said you guys had a good long conversation. Yeah, we did. It was awesome. I yeah. was, you know, it was one of those things because we were sort of, we were not in charge of anything. Matt took care of everything. I don't want you to feel like, I don't want right. to take any credit for anything. No, Matt but did we everything. were kind yeah. of like hosts. So we were, I was really trying to talk to as many people as possible, really trying to, you know, be the social butterfly that I am capable of being. So, <laughs> and that's what so you are, cool. my friend, a butterfly, a, a social <laughs> butterfly. That's right. Um, but yeah, I did. Neil, I ended up buying, um, I ended up buying a repressive television uh, marquee moon on oh. a ultra clear vinyl. I listened to it; it sounds immaculate. Nice. And I bought, and this next one you're going to make fun of, this is so punk news, I got, uh, this is so popular, like 10 years ago, it was uh, Gaslight Anthem, the 59 song. I saw you fingering that, yes. Yes, I yes, I, I, haven't, I haven't played it yet, but I loved that album at one point, and uh, I don't think I would spend the money to get another one of their full albums on vinyl, I got a lot of them on CD, but I love that album, so. Hmm. Alright, so you... Uh, but yeah, here's the other thing, though, too. You know, whenever we do an event with Dr. Disc, I mean, it was awesome. It was great having him Oh, yeah, there. he gave us all kinds of shit. Yeah. It wouldn't have been as good of an event without him. You know what I mean? I really good. think it added a lot to the event. But that being said, he gave me so many records, it kind of, like, takes the, like, you almost don't need to shop anymore, you know? Right, and that's true. Which was good, because then when I, the next night when I went to Indianapolis with my group, I didn't have to, like, drag them to a record store, so. But, yeah, I bought, so I bought those two things, and I... God, you want to talk about what I took home, or you want you want you got time for you got time for that, Neil, or not well, really? Talking about that, I'm going to play a song. So one of the records he gave me was, yes. um, do you remember Slash Records? I think it was out of the oh West, yeah, yeah. Out like, of the West Coast. The first, like the Fear record was on Slash. Yep. Uh, uh The X X did some stuff on Slash, right? And, uh, yeah. It survived in the 90s because, like, Faith No More put their albums out on Slash. So anyway, so he gave me a very early Slash compilation. It was from 1983. Ooh. I think it was called, like, The Something Sessions. I don't remember. And it had, okay. like, it had like X. It had Violent Femmes. It had The Blasters. Oh, it yeah, had, the, ger- it had ger- the Germs. Um, it was a great compilation. And The Gun Club. So I'm going to play a track off of that. I'm going to play um, probably The Gun Club's most fav- uh, famous song. I'm going to play Sex Beat from The Gun Club off of that uh, Slash early session record. Jake's got a monkey shine on his head and Deborah Ann's got a tiger in her hips. 
They can twist and turn, they can move and burn They can throw themselves against the wall But they creep for what they need And they explode to the car And then they move! That was the Gun Club with Sex Beat um, off of, uh, I mean, ultimately it was off their first album, but this was off of that uh, Slash compilation, which out of the records he gave me, it's probably the only one I've played so far, and it's probably the one I'm going to like the most. Um, So I have, I would say, I've I've played, what have I played? I played television, and I played, no, I played some of the stuff he gave me. I'm trying to work my way through it, but I had a, I got so much stuff, you know, and I, I kept going through the box. I'm like, oh, I'll take that because he was hell bent to get rid of everything in that box. He, I mean, he came with a. There was more stuff that we could give away. I mean, we were doing giveaways up front, just three records at a time. So he came with a box of probably fifty albums, about thirty singles, posters, and um, signed photographs and stuff. And I mean, he came books, with books, CDs, yeah, cassettes. cassettes. I mean, yep. we gave away a bunch of cassettes, including Zonoids yeah. and a bunch of stuff. I mean, I mean, crazy. I mean, I actually only took like five albums, I think, from him and like four singles, I think. Um, I bet you I ended up with like 50. <laughs> you fucking slut. <laughs> well, some of it he specifically brought for me, but then he, he's like, take it if you want to, take it if you want to. And it was like, like, I got that. Sisters of Mercy Reptile House EP that just came out for Record Store Day. He's always good at getting Record Store Day stuff. I wonder if he gets like scratch and dents or something, or if that's what happens when he carries them around that box. Because it seems like you get one a brand new one. It might just have a little dinged corner, which I don't care about. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the case. But every time I went through it, I noticed something different because there was so many records. In right. There. Uh, and dude, we were at one point we were just walking around like giving giving oh, stuff away, right? It's, 
it's going to kill me because I can't think of his, his first name, but I met him in Logansport last time we were there. He's got blonde hair, wears a mohawk, his wife, maybe his name, Teresa or something. They're very nice. But uh, we just, like, gave him an Iggy Pop record. Oh, that's signed like, Iggy Pop record. Yeah, I forget that was... Actually... In, in hindsight, the only and once the thing I screwed up on was, and we didn't give Jake anything. Like we should have gave Jake some records. By the time we got to him, it was like, uh, I I ran into the hotel. I said, "Dude, you want some of these?" But it, by that point, it was kind of like out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, I mean, he, he didn't seem too upset about it. But uh, but yeah, I, I just he was the one guy we should have made sure got his something he really wanted out of the box. Yeah. So, uh, but, or Ricky too. I don't know if I don't know what Ricky ended up with or not. I think he might have got some stuff. I think Ricky ended up with some. But so anyway, so I don't. Know. I I picked up the stuff from Doctor Disc at the hotel because we met up at the hotel before. You know, as soon as I got in, he was yeah. there already. So we met up at the hotel. Um, you got the stuff from him at at the thing, and yeah, then and, and then so kept adding. So talk it. about what somebody gave to us. One of our fans gave to us what they made. Oh yeah, and gave yeah. we got We got to mention this guy. Yeah. his first name was. Ryan, Ryan right? yep. Was it Ryan Rab or something? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm Facebook friends with him. Yep. Let me see if I can find him. Yeah, and he has a he has a he has but, a company that seems to make oh not a company, but he has his own little thing side business. Or well, it seems like he's, it seems like an upstart. Like I think he's just getting started. Yeah. And he makes clocks. He makes like custom clocks, and he made us each a custom clock with like so it's. Out of an old record. Out of an old record. So, it's, so on the old record, he's he's posted up the Punk Till I Die, like our classic logo. And then it's got like uh, fluorescent green uh, arms for the uh, hands for the clock, right? And it, I mean, it's just a really nice job. It's just really nice. Yeah, and it's, it's really. Touching. Just, we never met the guy before. And he, now granted, I would more than happy to give him tons of free publicity. What's the name of the company, Neil? Black Monochrome. Uh, yeah. Do you remember the name of the company? I do not. Alright, looking it up because <laughs> is, Which we should we should remember this for his for his business. Here it is. Oh you got it? Okay, good. It's black label chronometers. Oh, black label chronometers, okay. Black label like the bad Zach Wild band. Or the and chronometers. C H R O N O M E T E R S. Chrono with an H meters, yeah. and you, matter of fact, you can see. Um, if you go on their page, you can see it's on our page. Yeah, too, I posted. I, I, I posted the one he gave to me. I posted that. You can up. See it. It's very it's very cool. Yeah. And he and the and he made a Joey Ramone commemorative plate. I assume for the occasion also. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I think he's doing custom stuff, and he's working. So if it's something you're interested, in, you should check him out definitely. It's a real small business. I think everyone's a labor of love. I can't imagine he could charge enough for what it takes him to make one of these right. things. Right, yeah. I mean, he, I mean but, and, you know, and like, he, and like he, the rest of us, he's the working stiff who wants to do something fun when he's not working. And he, so. and he customized it with, like, one of our, you know, with a cartoon of us is on there as well. And, yeah. you know, it's it's just, it was just really, really unexpected. I put it up in my, I can't wait to put up my record room with all the other stuff that I need to put up. It's actually hanging so. up on my bedroom door. So, there we go. There and it go. works, too. So there you go. It actually works on your bedroom door, yep. like on the like the door. So yeah, I took I took down the uh, the drowns uh, uh, drums drum head, and I and I put that up instead. Oh yeah. boy, the drowns got demoted. Well, at least for the time being. You find another spot for it. So anyway, so by this time it's uh, so the show didn't start till eight. But by this time, I don't know. What a, little, is it? a little after, actually, it was probably like yeah. After, so right? by this time, it's like so. Okay, so. 
we have the inside, which, which is the record store and the bar and the arcade and all the stuff upstairs. And then there's a little stage in the record store, tiny for yeah. smaller bands. Yeah. But he he bought a tent outside in the parking lot. So there's a big yeah. tent outside in the parking lot, and that's where the bands were going to play. So Matt was building up the stage, and you know they they have a PA. It's so and funny, right? Stuff. Last minute, I mean, yeah. it's just like a last minute scramble yeah, to get everything, to get everything in place. Done. And, it, and the rain is still. So we coming talked down. to Matt a little bit, but the fact of the matter is, we're kind of like, do what you got to do, dude. Don't let us slow down, you know. Right. So in the meantime, we're inside drinking and stuff. So I mean, I worked out. I was I was at fucking bonus pints for like eight and a half hours that day, from like two thirty to fucking eleven or whatever it was, right? Um. So, I mean, little by little, people were coming in, and people that we knew, you know, from out of town. So one of the one of yep. the first groups to come in was our good friend Ricky from Cincinnati, and Ricky, Ricky Adams, Adams yep. and he brought two of his buddies down. And I apologize, I, I yep. cannot remember those guys' names, but yeah, I don't know that I ever got their names. Honestly. There was a tall dude, and then there was a rockabilly dude. So uh, Ricky has been with us since yeah. the beginning. One of our OGs, yep. so. and he was wearing the original white punk till I date. Uh, T-shirt with the names on the back, so that's how you know it was like a first press. It's easy for you to say, pal. yeah, right. It's easy for you to yeah. say. <laughs> so that's how you could tell it was a first press shirt because it had the the dead the dead it, punk yes. rock names on the back. Um, yeah. So that was awesome. And then um, Jake Pope, a good friend yeah, from downstate, and his friend, uh, and yeah, and his, and his wife Kim. They Jake's another OG. Yep. He's uh, uh, we and also he's hooked us up with some gas. I mean, just just become a you know be kind of crossed over and become more of a friend than a fan at this point so so yeah so they i never met him before so that was my first time actually meeting him in the flesh that's right that's yeah. right he and i uh, i always joke around he and i had a magical weekend in indianapolis a couple years ago but uh sexy bitch when saw the zero boys but you had a wedding sexy bitch your yes your friend rick ruined yeah he did that's right I remember that our potential three-way fun <laughs> by having his wedding that night. um and and so i was talking to i can't remember if it was jake or ricky at the at the record store and suddenly someone else shows up in a punk slide ice sweatshirt and i had no idea who it was so that was kind of cool ah, to yeah. watch people coming in wearing our merch yeah. and i had no idea who they were that was crazy. i believe his name was chris yes. i did not get his wife or girlfriend's name though i don't think if i did i forgot i'm sorry and and so how he came to be was um i guess he had met me when i went down to see teenage bottle rocket down in champaign Urbana. um oh. and he had either talked to me or seen me wearing the sweatshirt and seen the stickers i put in the bathroom but anyway then he became a fan and he bought some of the merch so it was lovely to see him too so uh yeah cheers mate yeah, it was Thank cool. Thank you for coming. He was, he was a real nice Because he, li- I mean, he came yep. from normal Illinois. So, I mean, that was kind of a hike nice. for him, right? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, it, so, you know, it's, it was a weird mix, right? Because it was people who drove in to see the queers, people who drove in to see us, yep. and, like, locals. Locals who were coming for a free show, a free night out in Logansport, you know? Free yeah. Friday night. Because, well, they also, they get, he told, uh, Matt told me, the place gets full on a Friday night anyway. Right, it's the place yeah. to go. It's the place to go on a Friday night to play some yeah, video sure. games and eat because the food there is fantastic. Sure. You know, yeah, food's great. Great drinks. It's just there's honestly they've got a real. It's a. I, sorry, man. I'm just keep kissing your ass, but it's just it's a great thing, man. It's a great thing for your community. Um, you know, and it's a small town, but it's not so small. So it's like the perfect size for something right. like that. And they're far enough away from like Indianapolis that people stay home you know people stay there and it's just it's 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 perfect perfect fit okay so so let's get to the bands then because we've, we've introduced some of our friends who were there unless i missed did, did i yep. miss anybody um dr disc of course jake ricky jake chris Derek, chris I, 
Oh, oh, I, yes, we did miss somebody. So uh, also oh. our good friend Drewski Chicago from it was actually it was actually oh, yeah, from yeah, yeah. Um, in, in in Indianapolis. He lives now. So there was uh, Andy and his wife uh, Annie. Sorry, he was there. Annie was his wife, yep. and yep. Uh, they were there too. So he was there in his punk till I die stuff. And it, I mean, it was just awesome to see so much punk till I die merch. You know, people yeah. people wearing it. That was just awesome. So thank you everybody that that came. And we were selling glasses and t shirt uh, and t obviously t shirts. The t shirts didn't sell that well, but we sold out of the glasses and koozies mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, maybe more about the glasses buttons, later. We yeah, buttons, we had buttons. We had, what, we had stickers. stickers I, yeah, I have very few stickers left, and the ones I have, I got to send to Doctor Dis so we can stick up some more record stores. Yeah. So. I'm pretty much out of those. Okay, I'll uh, get you some more. Um, so. Let's just talk about when the band. So the bands came on, right? Eight, eight yep. o'clock. Um, we go out in the tent. Yeah, maybe quarter after. First, after. first band. Okay, did we did we do a record store a record giveaway before the first band? We, we did, did some, right? We did some trivia. We did a little Ramones trivia. We gave away some. We gave away like that bundle of tapes and CDs. Right. And then we gave away. I actually contributed a couple. I had a couple of duplicates of some anti scene stuff that was. That was given to me by either the band or the label, so I didn't. I'm not real comfortable with selling stuff that's given to oh, me. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like to trade it or give it yeah. away or whatever. So I, I had a little anti-scene record bundle with the Live in Quarantine Halloween record on orange vinyl and their new single. Are you sure Hank done it this way? The cover of the great Waylon Jennings song. So that was yeah, a, does so we gave those away to some. It's some kind of easy, easy Ramones trivia questions. People in the front row got to take those. Yeah, so that was cool. And then, so we we went up on stage. Or stage, jeez, it was like an inch tall, right? Yeah, there's no stage. Yeah. So if you want to see, you can see. You can get in a position to see. I mean, it was like two inches tall. There was a there was like a raised platform, but you know that yeah. was what it was. But anyway, so we did our little thing then, and then the Don't Wanters came on, and I must say they were three piece, and they were actually very impressive. I I enjoyed this. They were they were really good for an opening yeah. band, right? When Neil said. I, or when I, 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 for some reason, I was getting the impression we we're going to get kids. Oh yeah, yeah, me and too. These guys were definitely not kids. Right. And uh, the only thing they've done is sort of paint themselves in a corner because every single song starts with "I don't want." Right. So yeah, no, they played a great set. I and they seemed like real nice guys. I only briefly talked with. Yeah, them. about thirty-five minutes, right? They played. Yeah, but yeah, probably. And then like all and at oh, the, um, 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 the thing we didn't mention as well was BA from Sloppy Seconds was there, and we were yeah, hanging out hanging with out him. We were hanging out with him a lot. Um, it was great, you know, because BA is a really nice yeah. guy, just a normal, normal guy. dude. Yeah. So it's nice to catch up with him, see what's going on, and he's really good with pe- you know, sign. He's just signing autographs, yeah. and you know, everybody knows who he is. He's kind of hard to miss, honestly. Yeah, even though he's dropped so much weight. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah, he's wearing smaller pants than I am at this point. Yeah, I think he said he's down to he, uh, I think he said he's down to two eighty. So he said he dropped about eighty pounds. Yeah, he's uh, he looks good and he moves so much yeah. better. Yeah, he can move around now. Yeah, I can't wait to see I can't wait to see his David Lee Roth moves on the next tour. But I bring him up. I bring um, him up because um, every band during the encore they played a Ramones cover and BA got up on stage and sang with him. So yep. what? This is this is Matt working his magic yep. with the bands. Yep. So with I mean, of course, I mean, if you're the don't want us, I mean, you're you're thrilled if BA wants to come up and do a song with you. I would think. Yeah. And what song did he sing with them, Tom? He did. I don't want to walk around. Perfect. With you. Yep. Ramones. Because it's I don't want to. Yep. Right. And so that was perfect. And he got up and did that. And the don't want us were great. And they. Uh, I've actually got a really cool photograph. I don't know who took this because I've been kind of collecting photographs I took, Laura took, uh, maybe Jake or Ricky took, 
and uh, combining them. Yeah, there was a lot of great photos. But someone, it was, it was, I, but someone's got this, Tom, this photo is so cool because the bass player, it's like B.A. singing. And the bass player that don't want us, I, I got him like he's levitating off the ground. He must have been doing it like halfway through a jump. Uh, and he looks like he's levitating. It's a really cool photograph. I'll put it up. Maybe he uh, bought some stuff at some supplies at that little shop upstairs. <laughs> shop. Yeah. The oh, wit- yeah, the, the witch, witch store. The witch store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, so anyway, so they went off. And before the second, okay, so the second band was the Putts, who we kind of know. We've interviewed them. We've interviewed Dougie. Yeah, and, and I had never met Billy before. Right. I know Dougie a, a bit more. Um, so it was nice to see those yep. guys. Actually, did you get a chance to talk to Billy? A little bit, a little bit. And um, super mellow, yeah. nice, super nice, super guy. nice guy. It was, it was cool. Yeah, and so but before they came on. We again went up there and gave away some records. In fact, Tom gave away. Was that when you gave away all your flexies? Because you bought all your flexies in a bag, which is hysterical. I did. I had my bag of flexies. Yep. I've been threatening to do this forever. I gave away sixty-five flexies, and people were eating and you it up. Have seen people lining up. To- yeah. What's people that? were eating it up. People couldn't get enough of the flexies. Eating it up. Well, people love free stuff anyway. Yeah. They're like, oh, slackers, who likes ska? Not me. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this is a great street punk thing. Because it was all, mostly pirate stuff. Yeah, you know? it was. It was yeah, it was m- 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 and it was it was fun. It was funny actually. Later, watching people like pump their fists in the air and see they were still holding on their flexies. Because <laughs> I had this vision of like we're going to go to leave and they're going to be all over the ground. Like when you go to a show and they give you a, like handbills for their yeah, and they're all upcoming the, yeah, game, they're all like the some local band. Yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs> I did not see a single one on the ground. Well, and, it's, and the funny thing is, I, I heard people trying to explain to each other what flexies were. It was really, it was ah. really funny. <laughs> well, I, I mean, flexies aside, because like I said, I gave away 65 flexies and everybody in the front pretty much got them. And, but, but, but the, um, we gave away, I don't know, 15 records at least, probably, like real records. Yeah, yeah. And we said it could have been more, but it was just, you know, you can't stand there, give away records all day. Oh, yeah, because um, yeah, cause the bands wanted to come on. So we, we were kind of yeah, cutting into well, that and team then, the And time. then after the, after the first band, we started handing out tickets because, so we were giving away, we were doing Ramon's trivia questions, which was fun, right? But I thought people should have a chance, even if they didn't. So we, we passed out a bunch of tickets. We did two drawings. We had a couple of Ramon's lots. One was a signed subterranean jungle, signed by Marky, the least of the Ramones. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The uh, Marky the Lesser. And then the uh, someday he's going to come on and people are going to warn him. They're going to be like, these guys talk trash about you. And then the other, uh, uh, so it was a copy of subterranean jungle, signed by Marky, and a copy of the new Pleasant Dreams uh, demos. New York mixes that just came yeah. out, which I love, Neil. I love that. I've been listening to that. I love Good. it. Um, and then the other one was a copy of Brain Drain. Yeah, a copy of Brain Drain. Uh, oh, yeah, I think it was one of those and, fan, fan and, club and ones, right? Of, and the Pleasant Dreams demo thing. So. Yeah. Um, so those were gave away by just random random chance, so that was fun. Uh, so the putts were great, right? The putts were awesome, actually. And you know what was really great, Tom? Was to see a band that clearly is enjoying what they do. They were, yeah, even though they, I mean, they literally haven't played since like last ball, but they were, or last August. Or they something. were totally into it. I mean, they're all over the stage yeah. having fun, and they were just you know joking yep. with the crowd, and they were just having a really really good time being there. Yep. And that was you know when a band is doing that, it really means a lot. And the whole atmosphere, I find this difficult to explain. But the whole atmosphere of the thing was just so great because when you're in Chicago, 
um, there's a lot of pretension. There's no attitude. Right, there's, right? A lot of pre- there's, no attitude. there's a lot of pretension. There's a lot of posing. There's a yep. lot of attitude. Whereas at this, there was just none of that shit. People were just there to have a good time. And they were having more fun dancing yep. without having to worry about people watching yeah, them or whatever. Exactly. You know? and, and you know what? Well, we'll get into this a bit later. But you know what I noticed too? Everybody was so fucking polite. Like that's oh, that's Indiana though. Man. Yeah, it is the friendliest, the friendliest state. But it, made, it, made, it was immediate the difference. So that side door, because it's a side door. That, well, that's because you don't think you're going to get stabbed <laughs> or step in some human waste or something when you step out on the sidewalk. Right, you know? it makes a big difference in that. So there's a side door that goes from where you know where the bands were playing into the tent from the parking lot into Bonus Pints. And you know if you if you were walking up there, people are holding the door for you. People were going out of their way to be polite and saying hello and stuff. It was just so different. Markedly different than going to a show in Chicago, um, and I really enjoyed it. It was just, it was just a lot of fun. People were just. I think a good that time. lack. I think that lack of pretense is the right word. Yeah. Everybody's just, yeah, exactly, having fun, and you know, for one night, Neil, you and I dropped our gatekeeping. We were, <laughs> we were happy to mix with people who normally listen to Boston and Ariel Speedwagon and just have some and fun. People right? were, but, but people were genuinely enjoying themselves, which was nice to see, too. There was none of that holier yeah. than now or punker than now. I'm not going to wear the name of the you know the band's t-shirt to the, see that. Uh, that's ah. fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> so, um, anyway, I, I just wanted to say that because I, I did really enjoy that enjoy that part of it. Uh, so then they the putts finished. They did a really good so set. So the putts played maybe like ten or twelve songs, yep. and then they did like five Ramon songs. They did. They did five Ramon songs as their encore. And I saw their set list. Yeah, yeah. and BA joined them for Blitzkrieg Bop. Blitzkrieg yeah, Bop. That's right. Which was the whole crowd was going fucking apeshit for Blitzkrieg yeah. Bop. Obviously, because I mean, even your uncle, your your uncle who drives around his Camaro listening to Thirty Eight Special knows Blitzkrieg, Blitzkrieg Bop. Bob. Yeah, yeah, and it is a great sing along song, right? Yes. So they went down really, really well, and yep. um, then we got back kind of up on stage again to do the to do the um, like we done the draw the uh, raffle or whatever, right? We were going to do that, but apparently we started because the queers were tuning up already, and I guess we must. have... Well, it's funny because the drummer said to me, hey, "If you guys want to do your thing, you better do it." Joe's ready to go. I'm like, "Okay, cool. yeah," and he really was ready to go because he kicked us off. So I got. Let me tell this story. You know, this <laughs> go is, ahead. So this was probably the funniest point of the whole night. I don't know if a lot of people caught it. <laughs> But this was probably the funniest part of the night, but um, it was at my expense. But I'm I'm so magnanimous, I'll share it with you anyway. So we give away our raffle, our Ramones raffles, and then I'm going to, or we're, you know, we're introducing the queers. So, and and uh, I say, I can't imagine a better band to play this, to be playing this Joey Ramone birthday bash than the queers. Matt got this text from Joe earlier. Joe just strums his guitar, gives me this look like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he did. And I'm he like, did. I'm like, the queers. And I just yell it and I jump out of the yeah, way. Yeah. He wasn't having so, any of our shit. He just, want, he just wanted so to funny. start. Yeah. It was so funny. So it was like, I mean, I'm like, what am I going to do? Get bad? Joe Queer doesn't want his main introduce him. Fine. I'll get out of here. So it was, it was pretty funny. But it was, it was a funny text. And I'm, I was going to try to pull it up here real quick if I can without hanging up. But it was, uh, Matt had texted Joe earlier in the day and, and was talking about how it was raining and, uh, are you going to, you know, worry about the tent or something? And he basically said, Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically said, listen, man, we don't know. We don't need no green M and M's. We don't need no this or that. This is like, if you got a place to play, we're going to play. And I'm like, that's so great. And I thought it would have been a really good intro. 
and it would have only taken a, a second, but yeah, Joe was ready to play, and Joe, you know, listen, Joe's an old man. Joe gets what Joe wants. Joe wants does what Joe wants, and it was pretty funny. So, so, so the queers were a three piece again. So he didn't, he didn't well, have that big handsome is, Italian guy playing guitar. Again, not only the three piece again, but no, the Italian guy was playing bass. Oh, he was playing. That was him playing bass. Okay. Well, they have this like guy that looks like a Harlequin romance novel yep. guy from wears Megadeth t-shirts and had been playing guitar for him. And then Cheetah, I guess, must be gone. Or Cheeto, the the bass player who had been with him for a number of years. And the same drummer, Hoglog, the big, big giant guy from Kentucky. Nice guy. I talked to him before the show, actually. Um, but, yeah, so Joe moved over to guitar, and the Italian guy moved to bass. Mm. So, I mean, Joe's always played guitar, and, and he was fine. It was, it was, oh, yeah, it was fine. a fine yeah, show. couldn't tell. But it's just amazing... It's just like whatever. He loses a guy. He just keeps going. You know, yeah. the train. The train just keeps on rolling down the tracks. I did talk to Joe a little bit before the before the show. Actually, and I said, uh, I said, "Hey, Joe, my name's Tom from that Punk to Dad podcast. You were out with us first." Like, oh yeah, yeah, that was a good interview. I said, "Yeah, it's because we're not kids and we don't give a fuck, <laughs> or we don't get offended by anything or something." I don't know. It was pretty funny, but he was he was it was cool. It was good talk to him. For That's cool. Yeah, so, I didn't I didn't touch him. So what song did? Yeah, he's not super approachable anymore. Right. You know, he used to be. And once again, I'm not I'm not even complaining because he you know he's earned the right to do whatever he wants to. But I remember he sit behind the merch table not that long ago, yeah, ten years ago. And, and boy, and he shoot did they? But now he seems to just kind of like want to show up and play and get out of there. And that's you know that's fine too. Like I said, he's earned the right. Boy, to do did, that did they have a lot of merch? But let's get okay. I'm going to play a song. So um, I'm not. We've played the shit out of the queers. Right. We've played the shit out of the putts. Yep. We played all of that stuff. Yep. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a couple of songs I've had on the list for a while. These are bands that toured with the Ramones back in the um, late '70s in England. I think on the second or third tour of England. So the, and I've never played. Wow, going obscure. Ne- well, no, not really. I've never played the Rosillos before on the show. So ah, I'm going to okay. play Destination Venus by the Rosillos because they did warm up for the Ramones on the, one of their early tours in England. I'm going to. Sounds good. I'm going to take my second pee of the episode. You go for it, mate.
between us 20 million miles of bleakness Human weakness Holding your receiver Can you feel me coming nearer? Going through the airways clearer the Rosillos with Destination Venus and the Rosillos are one of those bands old 77 bands that are still going too they still they tour England all the time they play England all the time maybe someday well we can welcome back to the states again but i believe from what i hear that um it is incredibly expensive or incredibly difficult for european bands to tour in the states because we have some weird you know all kinds of weird rules and stuff and employment rules and and that for uh, touring bands. So it seems like some bands get around it because they tour here all the time. But other bands like the Rizzolos haven't been here probably in like 10 years. So, But hopefully they will get here again. Rizzolo is an interesting band because they released like four or five classic singles. Then they released the one amazing album. And then they didn't release anything else until they released another album like 30 years later. And they were both really, really good. So the first of the classic album was kind of Can't Stand the Rizzolos, was what their classic 77, 78 album was. But then, yeah, they released another album like five or six years ago. Tom, do you, do you remember what that uh, Rizzolos album was called, that second one they came out with a few years ago? Was it like Metropolis or something, Metro or something? I, I reviewed it. It, it was, was really, really good. good. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a, it was a good follow up to the first album thirty five years earlier. <laughs> you know? But they're still doing their thing. Faye Five and uh, I can't think of the joke. What's the guy? Yeah, I think it's the two main yeah. guys because the guitar player they had a split with, right? Yeah, yeah. He he actually went to join Human League. Um, yeah, and the bass player was always fantastic. But anyway, so yeah, so that was that was the Rizzolos. Um so the queers played for what, like forty minutes or something? Yeah, maybe it was fairly short, but I gotta say it was definitely like a greatest. Scott and I were comparing notes because we've seen them. I don't know a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, it was definitely like a greatest hits type set, which we definitely enjoyed. It was yeah. They uh, started off with uh, one of one of the one of the tits songs, right? Uh, they started off. Oh no, there was an instrumental. Dog. They started off with an instrumental, right? They start off with Roller Dog, which is an instrumental from Back to the Basement, which came out about 2010, which 
man, they were. I remember them playing that song back in that era. Um, but they played. Uh, yeah, then they went to No Tip. No Tip. No tip. No tip. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah. They, they've that's kind of been their opener off and on for. Uh, I don't know forever. Oh, here's the. I got the quote, dude. Okay. I got. The, I finally found it. I had to go back way back in the conversation. So Matt was talking to him, asked Joe if he's worried about the rain or whatever. And he's Joe. Here's Joe's quote: he, "He deserves to be out there, even if he didn't want to wait for me ten seconds to say it at the show. <laughs> as long as you got a tent, we're in, we're good, dude. We don't need no fucking green M and M's. We don't need no fucking pink champagne. We're playing outside. <laughs> there you go. I loved it. Yeah. I love it. See, he w- he would have been wise to let me say that, but whatever. Like I said, yeah, it's Joe's world. We're just living <laughs> he in. He did so. enough of our shit. He wanted us off exactly. the stage. Um, well, it's funny. We I, yeah, we probably should have started a little earlier with our with our thing because I, 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 I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it was it was it was it was it was a minor miscalculation overall. You know, I the hosting thing. We, we you know, if we do it again, we'll do it better. But I thought it went pretty okay overall. Dude, I have to say, you are really good at that stuff i mean i i really wasn't looking forward to that being in front of the crowd and doing that thing but man you were in your element you enjoyed it and i have to say that uh, hawaiian shirt was either hideous or brilliant whichever one you want to say because tom was wearing (laughs) it tom was wearing a friday the 13th hawaiian shirt for some reason like I would have. My kids bought me it for Christmas because they know I'm a big horror fan. It's got Michael Myers, it's got Jason Voorhees, it's got Freddy Krueger, and it's got Leatherface on yeah. it, mixed in with beautiful tropical flowers. And I was expecting a Punk Till I Die sweatshirt, so I, that was kind of a that was kind of a surprise. I had my Punk Till I Die t-shirt underneath, and I did wear my sweatshirt the next day. Oh, you did. There you go. It's kind of fun, you know, because, like, at first, God's like, well, do you want me to wear it at the same time as you? We look like a couple of freaking, like, we're freaking lovers or something, walking around our matching sweatshirts. And I'm like, no, it's cool, especially if there's a bunch yeah, of Yeah, there was right? a bunch of us. We're like, we're like a fucking we're gang. Like a gang. <laughs> we were like a gang. There was, like, ten, well, not ten, but there was, like, about six uh, sweatshirts. In fact, I got a photo the world's wimp- of that. world's wimpiest gang, but still a <laughs> gang nonetheless. <laughs> they were the world's oldest gang. <laughs> we look like a bunch of bikers without a bike. Yeah, exactly. All getting into our nice cars. So anyway, I, th- I thought the queers were great. They played. Uh, Ba joined them for KKK, right? one of my very favorite yeah. Ramones songs of all time. The KKK took my baby yep. away. Yep. Yeah. So that was. And they played earlier. They played Cretan Hop, and then they finished their like one song encore thing was uh, She Does a Punk Rocker. Yep, that's right. And didn't they play, didn't one of the bands play uh, Bonza Goes to Bitburg? Or am I, am I misremembering I, that? I think that was, you're remembering my trivia question. Okay, alright. Yeah, or they played it, you know, or, or they played it on the Ramones uh, set, you know, they were playing in between bands, so they uh, might have played be. it then, yeah. It's funny, you know, I was working on these trivia questions, and it makes you realize, like, how weird of a insular little world we live in because i tested a couple of odd on sky mm-hmm. and he's just staring at me and like he, we he and i saw the remotes together like like he like he's more than a casual fan you know but the questions that i thought were super easy apparently are not easy for everybody so i, I really had to kind of dumb the questions down well you, even though there's a few people in the front row that seem to kind of know their stuff maybe i could have gone a little harder well you did a couple yeah that's what she said um they, yeah. they, <laughs> they um yeah you did a couple of easy ones and a couple of a couple of harder ones that was fine i think i think yeah. that, that was exactly the way to do it as the stakes went up as the albums they were winning you know yeah. they they got better but i think and alan you know by the end of the day i think he i think he'd given away all his records hadn't he 
I don't know. If not, he was just going to leave with Matt. So I mean, he was running around. Um, he was running around all night, man. He was working hard, and uh, no. And I texted him the next day, and I said, "Alan, Doctor Disc, it would not have been the same exactly. without you." Man. It's every time we do an event with him, it's always great. So and I was happy. I was really happy because you know Meredith was kind of sitting by herself. She didn't know anybody, but. Yep. Um, we got on really well with her because, believe it or not, she was down in Champaign-Urbana the same time as we were. Yes, Laura and Meredith yep. sat there and talking, and they were having such intense conversation. Yep. I I didn't even really want to get involved with it. Yeah, I mean, there was, like I said, we had an awful lot in common from being back That's in Champaign in the mid eighties. You always worry about you know people being bored or whatever. So it's yeah, it's, it was cool. I mean, it was nice as well, as well because also um, Jake's wife Kim. It was it yep. clearly wasn't her scene. So you know you feel kind of uh, kind of bad for a person, but I think she was having fun. It just really wasn't wasn't her scene at all. So well, we can we can we can get into that a little more in a little bit here as we oh yeah that proceed well yeah proceed through this epic. Well, actually, I have to ask you because because after the quiz were finished and we yep. went back inside and. Uh, I can't remember what I what I did. I think I said that was when I was speaking to Andy and uh, uh, Elena, Anna. Uh, oh man, I'm, I'm forgetting our friends. Andy and his lovely yeah, wife from Indianapolis. I was talking to them a bit, but then we went back to the hotel. So this was getting eleven. This is eleven thirty by this time. So yeah, it was after eleven. I think so what did you guys there. do? Because I lost, I lost touch with you guys. So. We actually did this twice, but what would you guess we did, Neil? I went, I'm guessing you went somewhere else. Because I think Bonus Pines closes at, at midnight, right? Yeah, I think they kind of were wrapping it up as the... Once the music got done, I think they were kind of closing so up. Where did, so you, I, I'm uh, assuming we, you we, went we drinking, so where did you go? Yes. We went to a place called Shooters, which was full of, like, dartboards and pool tables. And, and funnily enough, Neil... I'm adapting your word there funnily. Our waiter, who was an amateur comedian apparently, was also in the band Turboner, local legends Turboner, who I remember meeting the singer a couple times down there. He's a nice kid. You remember the guy when we went to the house, when we went to Adam's yes. house? The guy who was wearing overalls? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sound man last night was wearing overalls, was. too. I'm like, wow, man. Yeah. Like, Matt, you would really love the tip-top Lux Bar and Grill. This place is giving me yes. some tip-top yes. vibes. Oh, like, where's Farmer John? We were Farmer John, I guess. My only advice to him is never go to Chicago to a show. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we went Yeah, went to a place called Shooters. Now, when we went back to get check into the hotel, we also went to a bar on the way. And it was called The Bungalow, and we'd been there before, too. Scott and I had been to all these places. We walked one into town to the other one time when we went to see Sloppy Seconds years earlier. Mm-hmm. So we'd been to all these bars. But the problem was, and Scott, you know, Scott and I were talking about today, and he, he noticed it more than I do. He's like, you know, I think you and I are the only ones that really have fun when we go to those dive bars. We love going to dive bars. Well, I kind of enjoy going there with you. I probably wouldn't go by myself, but, you know, when we went to that one, well, and when you came to Chicago, I had a lot of fun. Well, you remember, Neil, where we had lunch when we were in Logansport before? That was Shooters. That was the same place we went to last night, or the night after. I have no, I but, have no memory of that. But the, the weird thing about it is, and once again, I'm going to sound like a real crab, crabby old man because I smoked for over 20 years. You can still smoke in the bars there, and I got to tell you, it's a little off putting now. Oh, I kind of, I, I kind of like that. that. I think, I think I would dig that. Oh, I can't, the smell, my COVID nose, it just, it doesn't right. It's just everything's real. Hmm. It's real nasty smell to me. That being said, did I smoke? I took two puffs off one. I was uh, a couple of the girls in our party who, who shall remain nameless were hiding behind the kind of back by the porta potty smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, ah, I should bum one. 
but I didn't. I took like two puffs. That's when you said, I think you said, you're looking a little loopy there. Like, yeah, I had two puffs off of something. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. See, so but, so uh, it was porta potties in the parking lot, but I learned this at, was it Riot Fest or some other festival? I went to? No, you know where it was? Remember when we went to that COVID show, that COVID peg boy um, oh, show oh, in yeah. the parking lot? Tell me what you learned about porta potties. I'm waiting with baby. When nighttime hits. You do not. You, can't see. you do not want to go to a porta potty because you can't fucking yeah. see. So you have no idea where you're peeing. You have no- so you got your phone out and you're like, yes. please don't make me drop my yes. phone. Down. You have no idea if you're stepping in shit. Next or thing you know, piss. you're shooting. You're sending video to yes. your boss of your <laughs> peeing. Because you know what? Believe it or not, people porta potties do not have lights inside of them. So you have no idea what the fuck you're doing when the lights when the doors closed. Yeah. Anyway, so I would go inside and stand in line and go in. The, go inside yeah. and probably sit down when you pee like a lady, Neil. Not, I'm not sitting. Down at a porta potty. Let me tell you, <laughs> shit. Good lord. Anyway, so yeah, we went to yeah, so we went to uh, we we did go to a couple other bars when we were in town. So what um, time did you get back? But to the yeah, hotel? I, like I said, the, the rest of our party didn't necessarily. Actually, it's not. I don't know. Not maybe the girls just so much don't really enjoy just going to the just the crabby's bars. You can right, find. they probably like to, me personally. Yeah. I think that's a good. Uh, I, I love that. I could spend a whole night doing that. Yeah. Drive me around. Take me to the worst part in town. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Um, so we went. We went back to the hotel. We tried to find him. Hey, do you want to talk about? Okay, what, you mentioned one record you got from Doctor Disc. What else? What else did you get? Neil? I got. Let's see. So I got a, a live. I don't have. I there's no way I'm going to remember them all, but I can probably remember some highlights. See, I got a live Christ on Parade album. Oh, nice. Um. I, what else did I get? I didn't know they did a live. Album. I got a Rich Kids on LSD seven inch repress single of their first single. I okay. got a Steve Caballero single signed. Uh, I got what other albums did I get? Jesus, I just got them a couple days ago. What the fuck is the matter with me? One of them he ended up giving me was a Penetration single, but it wasn't a song. I'd ever oh, that's heard one of, of the that's the one they recorded like two years ago. I've actually got... Well, I think it was like 10 years I've, ago. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's something. like two years ago, okay? <laughs> well, because I started going through Discogs with some of this stuff, yeah. and I did... He did give me one thing that's quite valuable, and I... And I didn't... I don't know that either of us knew it. I didn't take it because I thought it was valuable. Was it? I thought it was cool. It was uh, The Joy Killer, which was Jack Grisham's oh, post TSL. Yeah. But it was a rare variant with a signed cover. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, I did get. So, also, I got the Agnostic Front that uh, Record Store Day. Ah, uh, re- uh, me of too, United man. Blood. I, I did listen. I did listen to it. That's pretty good. Yeah, huh? that, yeah. Um, I got the Raging Nathan's that new album, still splitting blood, still spitting blood. Oh, you I bastard! I don't have that yet, but that's all right because I took a lot more stuff than you did. And I got a one of those other social distortion, um, like bootleg things. Some unofficial oh, social okay. distortion album, Men in Black, and I got a big black uh, seven inch. So was that social distortion thing live, or was it more like the demo? It's got stuff? a lot of live stuff from his. Um, okay. There's a couple of country covers on there which I'd never heard before, but a lot of it's live stuff. I think when he was doing his country thing. Is it Mike Ness stuff or social? D it's stuff? more Mike Ness stuff because it seems to be him okay. and acoustic guitar. Well, I do love Mike Ness solo, yeah. so I've got. Cool. Yeah. So okay, that's cool though. Okay, yeah. That I'm a little like I said, the raging Nathan thing is cool. I got to pick that up. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's cool. It sounds like you got some stuff. I know sometimes uh, Alan's got some weird stuff sometimes, and sometimes it's a little more it's 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 uh, out of your wheelhouse a little bit, and you got to kind of take a leap of faith. And you, it sounds like you got some. You know stuff what I got too? I got it for some reason. He had a signed picture of Mick Jones, a signed photograph of Mick Jones. So I 
pick that up because no one else would enjoy it more than me. So Man, stay always, free, everybody. Always, yeah, he always looks up with so much cool stuff. I, I the things I'm trying to remember what all I got that stand out. There was an aggression tribute album. Oh yeah, like a tricolor yep. with like a bunch of songs on it and a bonus seven inch. That was real cool. Uh, there was an anti scene album, but it was it was here to ruin your groove but it was a really weird press like it wasn't the original press and it wasn't the recent repress it was like sort of a obscure press with a slightly different the cover was black instead of blue okay so that was kind of interesting um there was that channel three radiation reissue of fear of life which i know you have you have it as well don't you which i've been wanting I had been wanting to get it. No, the only thing I ever had, I actually had by them was that double thing I bought. Oh, okay. The, okay, cool. Okay, that's good. show recently. Yeah. So, no, no, I was real thrilled to get that, too. No, it was, I, I wish I could remember more of it. There was uh, Tad. You remember Tad? Yes. They were like a grunge, like Washington grunge band. I got Inhaler, which was a record store day thing. Oh, and I got that uh, Sisters of Mercy record store day thing, which was the Reptile House, House EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 inch ep all kind of like cool color variants and like i said there was there was a bunch more some of it was just kind of like you know well if you're gonna i don't want to go to waste you know um so it maybe some of it'll end up getting given away you know next time or whatever so it was funny um you know at, at the end after the show when when you know all the raffles were done and stuff he was just basically anyone that was still inside of uh of bonus points he was just walking around with a box giving records to people and oh, to um drewski and his wife he gave them the mel the signed melvin's album and they and they yeah, were see, i think that's they were delighted that's they were delighted but then but then uh drewski's wife and again i i'm sorry i think it was i think it was anna um Oh boy, I, I can't. Better to better to just say his wife than yeah. Um, anyway, she started telling us some strange. Yeah, and it was Annie. Annie, it wasn't Annie. I'm looking it up. Um, she started telling us some story about. Oh yeah, and it's so funny. You know the Melvins. I saw the guy from the Melvins naked, except for a cowboy hat. And, and I guess she went to like Northern Illinois back in the early 90s or something and he was he was like banging someone in the house or something it was a long-winded story but anyway somehow she saw the dude naked except for a cowboy hat so there you go well there yeah, you go sorry if i i mean that's a little more personal touch than i need personally <laughs> yeah so there's a story behind he was younger naked. back then he was he's sort of a weird you know what you know what he looks like uh i do not He's sort of a, like a weird, evil, sideshow Mel-looking dude. He's got like a big white man afro. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've, I have seen that little freaky-looking dude, yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, Melvins, see, I, I'm one of the few people who likes the Melvins, but I'm not like crazy about mm-hmm. them. It seems like they, they have one of the most rabid followings, man. Yeah, yeah. And they scream for like he and his wife. His wife's an artist. Buzz's wife's an artist, and they like screen print these album covers and the, just these five hundred dollar variants of their records. And so, there's a market for well, it. This one was signed. I mean, so they were they were, they were delighted to be. And oh, and any okay. So, Andy told me that he has. He was hoping because he, he's an indie, and he's hoping you guys were gonna going to stop at his house because apparently he has a bar downstairs. But like I think he said he had one hundred and sixteen different whiskeys or liquors or something. Tons of whiskeys, yeah, right? or bourbons. Or yeah, it sounded, yeah, yeah, it sounded a little scary. See, well, I, never get, I never got as far as getting his address, but you know what? One of these days, I, I can make it to Indy once in a yeah. while. I, I'd be I'd be more than happy to. Swing by his house and have a yeah. drink. You know what? There's few things I like in this world more than a complimentary cocktail. <laughs> yes, if it's free, it's for Tom. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, so we went back to the hotel after that, and, and we, you know, we tried to find some fast food because we were hungry. But there was all that was open was Taco Bell, and that's shit. And um, yeah. so we went in, went to sleep. 
uh, woke up the next morning. The I remember this from last time. The Holiday Inn Express for you know it's not an expensive hotel, but they actually have a really decent breakfast spread. I mean, it's one hundred fifty bucks, dude. I don't know what you're you used to, but I mean, it, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The fucking. I mean, you couldn't stay in a crack town in Chicago for that, but in like the real world, that's not that. That cheap. weird hotel, the only weird hotel in Coopersville. On a normal night, I've paid over a hundred dollars to stay there, and the breakfast there was yeah, nothing. but that was during that was that was like an event thing though. Yeah, because normally, what did you, what'd you spend last time? Like sixty five. I did or something? something like that, but but the, the yeah. breakfast there is basically some old stale bread. I mean, that's basically what they have. So yeah, so the breakfast here was actually really good. It was sausage gravy and biscuits. I heard that, but and, I don't get up for I don't, I don't get up for breakfast. Yeah, well, anyway, we did. So we were on the road back by you know nine thirty or something. Got home what like. Yep noon or something on the on the saturday so that was good um and the thing i wanted to say as we were driving out of logansport uh it the sun had come out it was a beautiful sunny day on saturday and logansport looked gorgeous they have like flat fresh flowers on all the sidewalks and stuff and you know small small town and it was just so nice of a difference than than chicago like i said everybody was polite and we know we're getting back to chicago when a the the traffic sucks. B the drivers are angry and honking all the fucking time. And then C there's fucking homeless every single fucking intersection. And the new thing appears to be they're saying they have those little like handwritten signs. You know, for a while it was homeless. Then it was you know ex military or something. Now it's now yeah. it's refugee. Was the newest thing that was oh, writing on those fucking signs. So I saw come I saw on. three of those. With, and and it was a dude who, you know, probably in his mid-twenties, who could easily get a fucking job. And he's got his wife and his small kid standing outside at the intersection uh. in the fucking baking sun. I, I, it's just, so, it's, I mean, I, I almost wished I almost wished I would lived in Logansport. I almost dro- turned around and drove back. The thing I notice about where you're at now, see, Grand Rapids has some pretty, it's a, pretty aggressive panhandlers too but there there's i think there's some more restrictions on it than there's the guys that i noticed close to you not even in the heart of the city they're like working the intersection yeah. like the shrine exactly like they're in the road yeah they walk in the road yep. they will not tolerate that in grand rapids they're not gonna let those shoot you in the back of the head yeah. they're not gonna let you walk down the street yeah. to panhandle um which i think is reasonable to not let people walk in the freaking middle of the street that's what we got, man. I mean, that's, that's how I knew I was back in for Chicago. Their own, <laughs> for their own safety, if nothing else. But whatever. I, I know it's it's a tough one. It's There's lots of things at work, including, you know, political correctness and yeah. this desire not to step on anybody's toes, even if it's for their own freaking good. But whatever. So anyways, that was my anyway. weekend in uh, in Grand Rapids or my night so in Neil, Grand Rapids. Neil, what, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is retiring in Indiana. I, that, you get your little pub. You get your little pub down there and somewhere in BFE, Indiana. It'd be fucking great. seriously, actually, I, I never. I, it's a nice lifestyle, man. That's the yeah. same thing. Whenever you come here, yeah. you're like you know, it's it's a nice it's a nice lifestyle. Exactly, you know? and it was it's not thrilling, but it's nice. It, it was. I mean, but the difference is noticeable. Just how polite and pleasant people are to each other versus yeah. the city where it's just dirty and fucking crime ridden, right? So, well, and you're worried about everybody stabbing you in the back, like yeah. literally and figuratively. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I really enjoyed it. Thanks to Matt. Thanks for every, all the staff at. Uh, it was. I gotta tell you, it, was it was awesome. I, so, I. Uh, I think Matt was thrilled with how everything yeah. went. I think it was. I don't know how it could have been any better, other than you know Joe letting me get my full intro. 
Yeah, yeah right. But we should. But you know what? For the next time, we would know. We just have to go up and do it sooner. We can't wait for the band about to come on. Just do like a half hour before they're ready to go on. Yeah. So it's super anticlimactic. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the queers, and then it's just like nothing. That would be great. So anyway, anyway what did you do? No. So you, but you didn't go home on the Saturday like I did. You actually went out and partied. No, no, we went down to. So we went down to Indianapolis. Um, it, 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 so we, our attention was to, so Jake and his wife actually stayed at the same hotel we did in Indianapolis too. And, you know, Jake played punk rock, uh, night at, in, at the Melody Inn a bunch of times so that he knows people down That's there. That's in Indianapolis, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he and I had actually gone there before, um, the one time we hung out in, in Indy a couple years ago. And, uh, so they were doing their Joey Remote thing on Saturday night. So our attention was to go down there and listen to a bunch of Ramones songs. Um, but I knew that my crowd was a little more uh, mainstream than that. So we, I suggested a ball game because there's a triple-A team in Indy. So we went down there and watched the ball game. Little did we know it was a doubleheader. And when the first game got over, I was like, well, I'll stay for an inning or two of the next game. Okay, well, by that time it was getting pretty late and... I think the crowd had turned against the idea of going to the mill, and I was kind of bummed out about it. And at one point, it was like I pretty much had to make the call, and I said, "You know what?" I ultimately pulled the plug on it because I could read the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, they just were not into it, and it sucks because I, you know, I'm not a flaky person, right? If I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. I, I just, I'm, I right. just am. Yeah. So, yeah, ultimately, I stood Jake up. I felt bad about it. I, I talked to him. I, he's not holding any ill will or anything, but I kind of I, I felt bad about it. But here's the thing. I had to make a choice. Do I disappoint seven people or do I disappoint two, right. you know, one, one or two people? So, well, and that is funny, you know, because, you know, you were talking. My friends are, they're, a lot of them are just kind of civilians. Right. Know? They're just normal. Into the scene, normal right. sort of folks. Yeah. And they all had a great time Friday night. As a matter of fact, they just they they, they were just raving about how good a time they had. I'm sure we'll end up going back down there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, but yeah, I, and the thing is, I, you know, talking to Jake, he said it was all Ramones all night. But I don't know if they would enjoy it or not. I mean, I would have. No, the funny the funny thing know, was, so. Jake was actually um, he was sending me photographs of the of the bands that were playing, and like one Ramones, I don't think it were Ramones cover band, or it was just a band who were doing Ramones covers, but they they tried to. They tried to dress like the Ramones, so they had like leather jackets yeah, the on, on, and they had right? fucking yeah, yeah. wigs on. And one guy, the guitarist, <laughs> that was the one. I, he looked like he was. I don't know what he looked like, like a little I Chinese think there was dude. A brief I don't. Know. <laughs> I think there was a brief moment where Matt was flirting with having something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. At his the third band thing, because we had kind of we were kind of talking about it among yeah. us. But that being said, I can't imagine the lineup would have been. You know, you know, Matt flirted. You know, we 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 internally discussed a bunch of different lineups. I never expected Matt to go as big as he did, and now he's already like next year, next year, and I think you know it might even be bigger, better next right. year. Who knows? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 for sure. But you know, listen, and I told Matt this, and I said this to you too. You know, listen, Matt, I trust his judgment. If he wants us involved, you let us know, dude. You know, we'll 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 be there. I mean, I'd be, I, so. you know what? And I enjoyed it so much that I would be happy to go back down there for a weekend again because I had I had a really great time with everybody down there. Everyone in the place is great. The bar is great. Um, the yep. staff is great. And I and it, and it's actually a very e- apart the, from the, Chicago, getting out of Chicago is the pain in the ass. Apart from that, it's a really yeah. easy drive. Yeah. Well, and the bands, I think, you know, I saw Flatfoot 56 down there last year, and I've seen Flatfoot a bunch of times, mostly playing like punk bars, punk shows. Even them, they, you could tell they were so much more relaxed. It was such a yep. different feel. In Chicago, yeah. 
like their interaction with the crowd was so much friendlier as in, as opposed to Chicago where you're afraid somebody's going to throw a beer can in your face or whatever. Um, as a matter of fact, they're playing back down there in September, and I'm going to have to make a tough choice because I would like to go see them. But Agent Orange, who I've also seen a bunch of times, even more times, is playing at the Tip Top that night on a Saturday night. So. That would be a fun one to go to. Maybe I'll come to one yeah. or the other for that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Actually. Yeah, dude, definitely. That would, yeah. that would be a good one to a good one too. So yeah, we never did get our like proper show at the Tip Top. I guess I'm hoping maybe the meteors get rescheduled, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I saw an interview. He did a, he, he does things on Instagram, you know, you know, saying we're going to be playing Italy tonight. And his voice is so cashed. You can hardly even understand it when he's talking. I, I, I don't know if he has throat cancer or something, but he can hardly understand the word he fucking says. But anyway, huh. yeah, stay strong, Paul. Well, I'll t- so what do you think, man? Do you, should we wrap it up? Am I forgetting anything? I might be. I mean, it's it's so much. Well, let's right? see. So um, I wrote some names down. So thanks to Annie and Andy from Indy. Thanks to Jake and yep. Kim for coming out. Thanks to Ricky and his buddies from Cincy. Thanks to the what was the champagne guy's name? Is Chris? Yeah. So thanks to thanks to uh, Champagne Chris with your lovely girlfriend wife slash. Thanks to the guy who made us the clock, Ryan. Right. Yep. Thanks to uh, Alan. And Meredith, obviously, Dr. Disc, thanks for that. Thanks to the kid from Logansport who bought us a t-shirt. What was his name again? Victor? Derek? Derek. <laughs> he works at the store. You know, he's he's it's so, he's actually a... The thing with Derek, I swear I better be Derek. Or I think that's right. No, that right. sounds right. Yeah. But this dude, um, he, uh, you know, he's young, but he's so excited about the music. Right. Yeah, he's totally into it. You know he's totally, I mean? like and I said, like, he's totally into our show. He's repeating back things that we said that I have no memory of. Well, it's and it's it's so. It, I just love watching young people get into it, yeah, you know. Because sure. I mean, as, as much as we love to be gatekeepers and we love to, you know, decide if people are, you know, worthy of really being into punk rock or whatever, we got to have young people. Oh yeah. And he seemed, and and you know, he appealed to us more probably because he wasn't wearing his short shorts right now. He wasn't. <laughs> yes, exactly. He was wearing jeans and a jacket. So good man, good man. But the other one, I, the other one, I ran into, and I, 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 I don't know the husband. I cannot remember the husband's name, but it, it's Teresa Hall was another one that was. Uh, she was there with her husband. I met them last time. They're very nice people. We gave him. I think we gave him a Nicky Pop record. Okay, and yet, and there was so. the big tall dude with the blonde hair. Who kept winning things? I think he seemed to be very drunk. But do, do, do you know what oh, I'm talking you know, about? You know, actually, that was a funny thing because he's wearing a cramps t-shirt. I think so. Yes. Yeah. He was wearing a cramps t-shirt, and Alan had this bizarre record. Yes. It was the cramps and William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was. Yes. And he saw me. He's like, he's like, I think I should give this record to that guy. And the guy was like. Oh man, I'm a big William Shatner fan too. Like, it was just like the, we just made the guy's day. It so, was, and that you know was that, that was actually fun. I, you know who that guy was. You, you know who that guy was. That uh, guy is the owner of the witchy store upstairs. Oh, is yeah, he really? He is. Yep. Oh, no yeah, I talked to him in the line of the bathroom. <laughs> well, apparently he made a deal with the devil because he got a lot of free stuff. <laughs> he did. He did. Yes. He also um, owns a pet pig. It, so there you go. But it's funny. Give, the giving away record part was so much fun. Like if we do an event with Alan again, we we between him and like I said, you, you and I both could easily go through our record collections and pull stuff out. Yeah, and like I said, and even some of the stuff that Alan's given us that maybe just didn't hit the mark perfectly yep. or whatever, or because and labels send us stuff all the time. You know, we yeah, get a lot of stuff. We do. You know, and and once again, I, I'm, just, I'm not quite comfortable with going to 
vertigo and saying, hey, well, how much you give me for all this stuff that I've been given for free? I'd rather trade it or give it away or something. I agree 100% with you there. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. But, unless it's worth a ton of money. <laughs> then I'm keeping it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'll make a note for my wife upon my death. Don't give this stuff way too cheap. So... Anyway, no, it was, it was yeah, it was a great, great time, man. Great. I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I mean it, did it all run like clockwork? Not necessarily, but I just can't imagine any major issues. You know what I mean? It's just everything went. I thought, perfect. but that's the, so. that's the beauty of it. It didn't. That was very punk rock, and it was very. Um uh, what's the word? Organic. It was. It felt very organic. Yeah. Even us, we did. Like Laura said to me when we first got there. So what's the plan? And I'm like, we don't really have a plan. We're just going to take it by, play it by ear. I mean, yeah. originally we talked about maybe doing a show down there or going around uh, inter- interviewing yeah, and people. And it just didn't, it just wouldn't have felt right to do that because it was so organic and loose that it wouldn't have felt right, yeah. you know, um, setting up well, and my, I don't know. My, my thought was we could do like a, I was hoping we could do like a roving reporter where we just talk to somebody for five minutes and just record it and then kind of stitch it up to make a show and maybe that's something we could consider doing in the in the future but uh yeah it was like we were too busy running around drinking having a good time you know not being conscious of what was going right. on just being, just being in the, the moment, moment. So, no like dude that's exactly right because for a while i when when the don't want us first came on i was like you know what i'm gonna record all the songs on my phone you know for all the bands so we yeah. can put it on the pot on the thing and then i'm like you know what no, I'm not going to do that because I want to enjoy myself here. I want to walk around and talk to people yep. and hang out. And there's a whole bunch of our fans here. Fa- fans sounds weird. Listeners. There's a whole bunch of our listeners here. Yeah. And I wanted to just hang out with them and talk and shoot the shit and, and see what's happening. Now, okay, actually, yep. that reminds me. And I even, dude, I even went up front and danced for a little bit, which yeah, I don't you did. do very much Yeah, anymore. in fact, Jake elbowed me and said, look who's in the pit. And I was like, oh, shit, I hope he doesn't, I hope he doesn't <laughs> fall down. Oh, we're gonna have to go pick him yeah, up. Like we doesn't fall down. So, but actually, uh, before we before we end up, so I did want to say this. So I think I caught all of these, but we were selling pint glasses, and there is a problem with the pint glasses for whatever reason. I guess they weren't printed correctly or something, or uh, I don't know if it was a new kind of process. But the the i the logo is like scratching off. So if you bought one. And I, th- I think I found most of the people who bought them. But if you bought one and that's happening, send us a photograph on the Facebook page and I will refund you your money gladly. So, and I'm sorry that happened. That certainly wasn't on on, um, on purpose or anything. That was, uh, I, I didn't find out until that night that that was a problem. So, you know, let me let when me you know. Think you think faulty merchandise. <laughs> exactly, faulty merchandise. No, I think it was just, I think she has a new printing process and maybe they just didn't cure enough or I don't know what the, when, what the thing is. But anyway, so the things, the, the icon, the logos kind of scratch off. So, uh, yeah, let me know and I'll, I'll get hmm. you money back. So, sorry about that, everybody. So, <laughs> oh, I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to apologize to one more person too because one oh, person you, asked did, me to did, get something signed somebody? by... <laughs> No, somebody asked me to get something signed by B.A. and Joe, oh. and I said, yeah, no problem, man, that shouldn't be a problem, and then I just totally, once we got there, I just got lost in the moment, I just totally forgot, See, that's funny, so, sorry, Justin. they were completely uh, approachable, you know, there wouldn't have been any problem getting to... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it wasn't that, and and I thought, and the handbills kind of went quick, like, they, Matt had a pile of, like, ten of them, and then all the ones in the windows, like... Oh, the posters, yeah. Because they were super... 
they were super cool. As a matter of fact, we should name drop Aaron again. Aaron Bowers, name yeah. is he did the he did the artwork. It's just, I mean, they're, they're beautiful, man. I can't wait to hang it on my yeah, wall. Him and Mike had actually, him and Mike, sexy baby Mike, had actually uh, threatened to come out, but they, they weren't able to make it. So that's a shame. Otherwise, that would have been kind of yeah. It's too bad. I was I was actually really looking forward to seeing Aaron. Yeah. I, I think it's. I think you know. Here's the thing. He did the logo logo for us pro bono. I mean, there's no nobody. None of us are making any money. Right. Um, and and we I just you know we appreciate it. It's real cool. And he did. I I, I don't know. Maybe I paid him something to do the poster. But it, it just it's just you know. And like the guy with the clock. It's just with Ryan with the clock. Yeah. It's just uh, you know. It's it's very humbling that somebody's willing to put that much work into something for somebody that we don't even know him, right you know? and it's funny when people come up and ask us so. for our autographs it's just it just feels so awesome <laughs> yeah yeah so what was they were called what like black label chronometer black so, label chronometers yeah you wanna, yeah you want to get something like a custom piece made a really you know kind of like a one-of-a-kind gift honestly or in our case two of a kind so i'm gonna play but i mean even the way he when he showed me this thing, Neil took it out of the box. He just handled it with such care. It was just, it was, it was something to see, man. Yeah, Alan. It's funny. Alan said to me because anyway. you were over there, and Alan said to me, "Go over there. Someone's going to give you something that you're really going to like." And I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> Sounds a little yeah. Does. Is someone, someone going to give me a blowy <laughs> or something? What the hell's going on over there? But yeah, it was it was the clock, and it was really cool. Um, you know, so that was that was awesome. So you, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up. I'm gonna play our last song tonight. So this is um, you okay. know this song, Tom. So, enjoy your three. Enjoy your enjoy your three hour episode. Yeah, actually, we just uh, we just hit two hours. So um, and we have to cut out all the bathroom. Break. Yeah. So uh, another band that toured actually with that earlier Ramones tour of England with the Rizzillos was Generation X, and um, I am gonna play uh, One Hundred Punks off the first Generation X album. So, nice. yeah, so this is 100 Punks, Generation X. If you don't have this album, you should go out and get it today. They customize the gear and synchronize The free man in the streets of fame in their eyes The real operator ain't heard of Oh, we call it when they fall down. 
was Generation X with the 100 Punks. And there's a, a kind of a little funny story about them touring with the uh, with the Ramones. And that must have been 77. That must have been mid mid to late 77, early 78, whatever it was. There's a quote from... Well, when the, the album came out, the first album came out in 78. So right? there's, a, there's a funny quote by Johnny Ramone. Johnny Ramone's like, yeah, tour him with us. We've got uh, the Rosillos who are great. And opening the bill is is going to be Generation X. They're so fucking bad, man. <laughs> so, is that right? Yeah, so I guess, I, guess Johnny, I guess Johnny wasn't a fan of Generation X. Not a Billy, Not a Billy Idol fan, no. But uh, anyway, there huh. you go. So anyway, huh. that was our show, I guess, right? Unless you have anything else you want to... Yeah, talk about no. I was going to say it's really it's really fun doing these sort of interactive things, and we sort yes. of are, you know, we're kind of eyeballing the next one already, and it's, yeah. it's nice to you know hang out with people. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Thanks to I think, and I think next time we host Neil, I'll even let you talk. Uh, no, next time we do some hosting. No, man, you were great. Yeah, for all your M. For all your MC needs, Tom and Neil, the point that I brought. You know, we don't, you know, we know as normal. It's basically Tom, and then I just chime in with some swear words because I I wasn't comfortable being <laughs> in front of that. Even though I could have come up, <laughs> there's little kids all over. I could have come up with some. Uh, yeah, I realized that as I was as I was swearing that maybe I shouldn't <laughs> be doing that, especially in in uh, in Indiana. Wasn't uh, Footloose was supposed to be in Indiana? <laughs> I don't. Know. Um. Anyway, I'll tell you what, man. It wasn't illegal to dance that it night, was and not. it's right out. You know, the tent is right on the street. Like yeah. it's 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 amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was. It it really was. It was. It was just an awesome night. And like I said no. There was no cover for this thing. Right. Matt. Matt. I hope he. I hope he didn't lose his ass. We didn't really talk about the business end of it with him. It's not not really our business, but um, he seems keen on doing it next year. So. Oh, there was lines for beer all night. So I assume they. Next year we're going to get a Marky uh, Marky Marmon pinata. <laughs> And for a buck of swing, you can smack Mark. Well, the, well, He'll be full of little bottles of water. Well, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, Richard Ramon has been talked about for doing it, and, and I'm sure he would be happy to hit a uh, hit Marky Ramon uh, pinata. He might be delighted to do that. There you go. So, you know, like I said, we'll fill it up with we'll fill it up with whatever Mark used to drink when he was an alcoholic. We'll fill it up with like little <laughs> airplane bottles of Dwarves or something, and, mini, and smack and, the smack. and mini wigs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody hits it hard, the hair falls off. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, 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 it's been it's been a pleasure. Yep. I hope you enjoyed hearing our. Like I said, the once again, our recap probably lasts as long as the actual actual gig did. But no, it was it was really good. I don't think we're. I don't, I think ask anybody who was there. I don't think we're being hyperbolic about it no, or anything. You know, hyping our own event. And like I said, we we Matt let us attach or asked us to attach our name to it or attached our name to it. He did all the work. Yep. We I mean we helped promote a little bit, but other than that, you know, we just showed up and drank his beer and. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you want us to host something in your backyard, and you got lots of beer. I guess we'll probably come. So there was, yeah, Matt, but Matt, we'll and his see. lovely wife, and Alex, yeah, Katya, Alex, yep. and the big, tall-looking, doofy guy with the beard. Thank you all, you guys. You guys yeah, they've been hard. there forever, right? Yeah, Alex, the bearded guy have been. Yeah, they got a great, they got a great staff, yep. and it, which is amazing because it's not very easy to find staff these days. So yeah, the fact that they. And everybody was working. Matt and his wife were just busting their butts. I mean, I, at one point, I'm buying a beer from Matt. His wife's serving food, and it's just, yeah. Their kids are busting tables. It's just, yeah, it's quite the operation. So maybe when I retire, maybe I'll retire out there, Matt, so you better hold a job open for me. So there you go. 
There you go. You know, we'll just have a little couple little country pubs. <laughs> People walk in like, oh, what a delightful place. It'll be like Anarchy and EK blasting over the... So, you know, what, Tom? We'll take over that weird, like, fake Irish place by you that we went to for that one afternoon. Yeah, there we'll you buy go. that weird-ass boy, place. That far, <laughs> boy, that is far enough on the country, you know. That is definitely far enough on the country. Yep, yep. That's fine. So... Anyway, all right. Well, listen. It's been it's been fun. It's been a it's been a job recap. Yeah. We got a probably got a couple more interviews coming up. And uh, yeah, enjoy yeah, enjoy we'll the see. show. I'm glad I'm glad we did it. And uh, yeah, keep a little mark and yeah. you keep a little ba in your heart. And uh, there stay, you go. Thanks to everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. stay free, everybody. We'll smile you later. later. Bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart. And we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.